0: Eat trash, do drugs, get cash, eat ass, die fast, the fucking motto, born to die, born in the fuck.
1: you're going to spook the herd. Ah, die, very
2: of this world.
1: This program
3: contains mature subject matter.
2: Including maladjusted youth, masochistic hillbillies, and the excitement of the price is right.
3: It may be deemed inappropriate for our younger viewers.
2: Viewer discretion advised!
0: I would like, if I may...
4: What is the Our patience is This show is behind the shim shimma's <laughs> oh, schemes. Behind the schemes with threes is ease. Oh, wow. The world is rather
5: little. Yeah, it's a nasty scheme. You
0: blew it up! Down!
2: What can I get you?
5: I'd like a large coffee.
2: Okay, so hot coffee.
5: Hot coffee.
2: Okay, room for cream?
6: Totally leave room for cream.
2: Why are you talking like that?
6: Why are you talking like that?
2: Because this is my voice? This is
6: my voice.
2: No, it's not. I heard you talking a minute ago. I know you don't talk like that.
6: Neither do you, because nobody actually talks like this. You choose to talk like this, and today I chose to talk like this. Pretty fucking annoying, isn't it?
2: Why are you so rude, man? Just stop
6: doing that.
2: I can't help it, this is my voice.
6: No, it's not. It's an affectation that annoying teenagers and rich people use to sound like they don't give a shit. Except you work in a coffee shop, so I know you're not rich, and you don't look like a teenager. Unless you're Eunice Kennedy Shriver, knock it off.
2: So just because I talk like this means I don't give a shit? Yeah. And what exactly am I supposed to not give a shit about?
4: That's an excellent question to ask yourself in your actual voice.
5: Excuse me. Some of us would like to order.
6: Fucking.
5: You're a total dick, man.
6: There. There you go. Good. You're talking.
7: Wow. We choose to talk like this. This is episode one thirty-five of Behind the Schemes for January sixteenth, twenty twenty-three. And this is the sound of my voice. This is Blueberry Black Knight of the Mothman. <laughs>
8: Mm. all the way from the bereft coast where goats are dropping like flies i could be lavash dude
7: that was like one of them rap star entrances you know and you have like the the smoke machines
8: and everything except instead of the smoke it's goat blood it's just blood just blood man just straight blood try putting blood in your fog machine see what happens do it (laughs) I dare you. <laughs> Come on, do it. Take a video and send it to us. That's Boo It Behind the Schemes and Lavish It Check it out.
7: Uh, can't wait. We will turn that into gift show art, not a problem.
8: <laughs> well that's a guarantee that we give everybody.
7: Man, I it feels like I was just here yesterday.
8: <laughs> yeah, this week went pretty fast, didn't it?
7: Uh it was one of those uh uh, what's the, like a, not a rub, like a, a whiplash week.
8: Yeah. It's been a, it's been a, an intense, uh, year so far. Start to the year. I feel like I've been, I've been on my toes, uh, ever since the holidays ended. hmm It's been, uh, some good stuff going on. There's some awful stuff going on. There's all kinds of stuff going on. There's, there's a little bit of everything and a lot of bit of some things and, It's just wild out there. I think everybody else is in the same boat.
7: Yeah, I did get a chance to go see a show at, uh, it wasn't First Avenue, but there's a venue next door. The 7th Street entrance, I believe it's called. Tiny little venue. I mean, if I was 7 feet, I'd probably have to worry about smacking my head on the rafters up top.
8: (laughs) I love spaces like that. Uh, But I
7: did find out that my middle finger still works loud and proud.
8: Okay. Yeah. Was there any doubt?
7: No. No.
8: I mean, there's Come no on. doubt on my end. That's that's for sure. Come on, man.
7: So, we were we had parked, exited the parking garage, was walking to First Ave. We were actually on the corner uh in the traffic uh we had the we had the light. And there was someone that was like passed out or drunk. I wasn't paying attention. Um this person was in front of First Ave. I wasn't paying attention because as we were walking across the street, this woman in a SUV is making the turn at 30 miles per hour, looking at said drunk person on the corner. And, uh, I ended up screaming at her to pay attention. And as she passed by with, I don't know, four feet between, uh, us and the car, I just had my middle finger extended out as hard as I could and followed her the entire way. <laughs> mm. Uh, thank. I mean, unfortunately, she she knew the protective magic, which was holding your hand up to your face and blocking it out. So
8: mm. it was oh. on- it was only so effective. It was the uh, rock to your scissors. Mm-hmm. Ah, oh, thwarted again. Damn it. Uh, long distance, short distance doesn't matter. Although I have to say, the power of someone giving you the finger, it permeates. It's real. You have to throw up shields, otherwise you're going to be affected by its brilliance. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You won't be able to sit straight for a week. Yeah. I mean, it's real. (laughs) It's real when someone gives you the finger. I meant it, too. I fucking. If I had something to throw at her, I would have. Uh, I feel like, uh, I don't know if you would agree with me, Booberry. Maybe you would. I think eggs. There have been times, especially when I lived in the city, that I wish I just had a carton of eggs with me at all times. So that way I could just, if there's bad driving, I throw eggs at the car. If there's bad people, I throw eggs at the people. Eggs are a very innocuous way, I think, of showing your displeasure with someone. Uh, well, if you
7: follow current trends and memes, that's a very expensive lesson. That's how they know you
8: mean it. I see, <laughs> I see. You might as well be throwing caviar at people uh too bad, we're talking too- about you know way back in the day we're talking like oh i don't know five years ago back when things were affordable <laughs> i was just getting ready to say too bad i couldn't throw a fat sack of sats at the stupid bitch <laughs> <laughs> well if anybody wants to throw a fat sack of sats at this stupid bitch you're more than welcome <laughs> to you can give us a boost <laughs> and we'd be happy to have you throw your sats at us
7: yeah i'll, I'll give the middle finger to myself she
8: mm. <laughs> middle finger yourself you don't say middle finger myself. I barely know her. Barely know me.
7: Oh goodness. Uh but well, the the show was good. Uh ended up seeing a couple of bands. I had the set list in the notes. Uh not the set list, but the uh the bands. I thought I had it in there. Oh, let me go back and look. Cause I ended up uh four uh what what is the beer called? It's uh, two Harder Dales Uh Bell's two hearted ale. I had four Never of those. Ever. I was shit-faced. <laughs> <laughs> Just a slobbery drunken mess.
8: Was 라이브 with you?
7: Mhm. Yeah, it was uh, her friends uh from college was actually in the head he he was the uh he's the namesake Wayland in Wayland and the Willows. That was the okay. name. Of the, uh the headliner. We also had Collapsing Stars, which is a kind of a sit-down jam band. They had a Uh, Two guitar players pulling double duty on acoustic and electrics. Um, The quote-unquote rhythm guitar player was switching out on bass. They had a cello player. Um, So they were
8: always switching up instruments? Yeah. That's cool. I like bands like that.
7: Uh, Gabriel Douglas was the gentleman that, uh, in my drunken stupor, I was like, Yeah, I can go sell this guy on value for value. Fuck yeah. (laughs) Oh, God you're incorrigible like, oh dude I, I i went at him i was like yo well because he had this flyer that said um gabriel douglas singer slash songwriter music as a lifestyle get free music and show updates okay i mean if this guy wants to put out free music then why not get some value back out of that this is true uh, so i ended up hitting him up um i had a sticker on me so i gave it to him and then uh he uh, I, I, he gave me his email. I shot him off a big old email when I had servered up finally and was a little more uh, cohesive on the pitch. Ended sure. up sending him resources on Abel and the Wolf, the Stay a While album. So we'll see if he comes back. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Not necessarily holding my breath.
8: Well, you did what you could with the vocabulary that you had at your disposal, given that you're <laughs> four beers deep. So. I commend you. <laughs> which is,
7: four is not really a lot, but no food, no, uh, just exhausted.
8: Yeah, exactly. Four beers can be a lot, given the right scenario. Some mm-hmm. of the drunkest I've ever been is off of just four beers, and I, which I, is pathetic for me.
7: I do know what that beer does, so I did it to myself deliberately.
8: Mm. It's a rough. It's been a rough month. Uh, I've been trying to not drink so much because... I just I'm trying to do the the opposite of what would usually happen given a rough month or whatever. I'm just like, how about if I just deal with it and drink water? <laughs> it's not so much fun though. I think tonight I won't do that. Mm.
7: Yeah, well, we already kind of kicked this party off. I'm I am drinking a coffee and bourbon. Mm. Coffee and bourbon.
8: Mm. That's a classic.
7: In Servo, no, not four tall beers, four normal fucking $10, 16 ounce beers. (laughs) $10,
8: 16 ounce. Gross. Servo says the Jimbros do GHB instead. Is it like a steroid? Uh, Growth hormone? uh, Growth hormone? Growth hormone bitches instead. Yeah. You've got the the bourbon and coffee, which uh, America was built on, by the way. And I have tequila and cider, which nothing ever built that. <laughs> nothing was ever built with cider and tequila.
7: Oh, uh, GHB is a date rape drug.
8: Well, I make Heroism wanted to cr- call the dragon sword on that <laughs> uh, rape drug uh, real quick. 1621 sats via fountain. Geez, everybody else can boost through fountain. Why can't I boost through fountain, Oscar?
0: Ooh.
7: Um, um, yeah, hit up the dragon sword for all of your GHB needs. Mm hmm. God, well, I hope someday, for that. I hope someday that I could hook up with the dragon sword as my dealer. I think that would be amazing. Mm-hmm. What a, what a, what a capstone. Maybe, maybe that's what the ancients in- intended for us all this time. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, we do have some stuff to get to tonight, and we like to start uh, indeed. start these parties off
8: with a uh th- well, did you have anything else for your week? I kind of hogged that up. No, no, nah, nothing I want to really talk about. Uh, but we every week we draw a tarot card, and uh, today was no different. We drew a card. by the way, I will say one thing that happened to me this week is I did my first tarot draw. I did my first. Celtic for myself in uh, probably half a year, I would say. Oh wow. It's been a very long time since I've drawn for myself because I just haven't I just haven't been wanting to peer behind the curtain. <laughs> I kinda I kinda just want to like <laughs> go about my day and not have things like pre-planned for me or no any spoilers. Just let things happen as they happen. because yeah, uh, nope, there was a time where I was doing the spreads and I was getting some really nasty reads, man. And I just was like, fuck this, I'm not doing these anymore. You know, if something something bad is going to happen to me, (laughs) then it's going to happen to me. But I'm not going to walk around all day sour about it because these cards fucked up my mood, you know? So I finally did a draw for myself, and this card came up for me, and it has come up for me once again tonight. And this is the Eight of Cups. Uh, The Eight of Cups, I believe we have drawn before. I can't say when. But uh, the keywords for the Eight of Cups are abandonment, walking away, letting go, searching for truth, or leaving behind. Um, this card was drawn from my Gilded set, which is very much inspired by the classic rider weight, and all of the images are more or less rider weight based images. So they are classic images. There's nothing really very abstract about them. Um, they're just like a high-def car- uh, deck, really. And uh, this card shows a young man, uh, well-dressed, with a walking stick, He's walking away from eight cups, and the eight cups uh, have all been drank from. So this this young man has has tried all of the different options. He's drank from all of the cups, and he has found all of them unwanting, And he's he's displeased, and so he's leaving and starting a journey under a full moon uh, to find uh, new pastures and possibly new cups. And cups uh, generally means emotion uh, of the sweets. Cups generally means... Um, feelings, your internal state, and how it reflects itself upon the world. And it, if your cup is empty, you're sad. If your cup is full, you're happy, etc.
7: Uh, I find it curious that it says searching for truth by the light of the moon, where the moon, not, I guess, always, but enough has to do with illusion. Mm-hmm. Or deception. Or deception, or things just not uh,
8: seeming as they appear. Mm-hmm, or mystical powers that are beyond your perception. What makes the tides rise and fall? What makes you know wolves howl at the moon?
7: Who knows? It it but, just it makes me wonder. Does the moon have any effect on this uh this person's dis,
8: uh not disdain but um dissatisfaction with yeah. the current options? Yeah, Yeah. who knows? I mean, with this card specifically, it almost looks like there's a sunrise that's coming up as well. Um, but yeah, you have the full light of the moon, and, and even though the moon does mean illusion, it could also mean illumination. It could mean, with a full moon, you, you could be lighting the dark. Yeah, it, it is sunlight, no doubt. So there is there is a... Yeah, I agree with you, though. There is, a, there is a matter of deception illusion there. And possibly you might be walking into dark, scary woods. At least you got all that moonlight to illuminate your path.
7: You might be in trouble if you didn't.
8: The Eight of Cups, what's that? I was
7: uh, reading here from Labyrinthos. More often than not, getting the Eight of Cups uh, shows that one is tired of the worldly things uh, and is about to embark on a much more uh, spiritual journey. And if that is the case, then be happy because change happens when we most need it. And I'm yes, trying to confronted
8: get... with a moment of transition, tired of what those cups have uh you spent so much time collecting, is now seeking out to seek a higher purpose. This may be a result of boredom or unhappiness that comes with realizing that whatever they've been looking for in life really isn't as pleasurable or as satisfying as they once assumed it was. Um, so I willingness see... to detach from oneself so that you can work on self-improvement, self-understanding, or growth, or you're just fooling yourself
7: <laughs> one or the other. Hmm. I keep coming back to kind of a cup half full, half empty sort of vibe overall. I don't know. I don't know if that's the, the right approach or not. But looking at your the art from your deck, the Gilded Tarot specifically, it's just, you know, there is so many options and there is a stream. Uh, so mm-hmm. there is definitely positive there. It's just not satisfactory.
8: Agreed. And you bring up the the water, I feel like they really have all four elements covered here. They have water, earth, air, and then with the sunrise, you almost have like a fire on the horizon. Oh, I mean, shit, he's holding the wand, the staff there. Usually meaning representing willpower or um, the ability to make something from nothing. The internal magic of the human spirit, usually, implied with the wand. So this card in, in its own way is kind of like a fool card. Uh, but probably maybe closer to the hanging man in the sense that you're starting a journey and you are new to something, but you have experience and you have been through trials. And um, the beginning of your journey isn't so green. It, It comes from a place of having a better sense of identity and knowing what it is clearer that you actually want and are trying to accomplish.
7: Yeah, it's not the first time you've been in this rodeo.
8: Nope. It probably won't be the
7: last. Oh, maybe maybe that's why you know what your tastes are. That's what that's what you know tastes satisfactory or dissatisfactory. That's why you can yeah. be so confident to turn around and face the moon and the wilderness head on. Hmm.
1: Man,
8: you we- imagine you've got eight cups and you drink all the cups and you're like, these all suck. <laughs> nah, I'm good. This shit's lame. <laughs> Out of here. Out of here. Fuck this, man. Fuck these cups. Fuck you. Fuck, Fuck me. I'm these clowns, here. man. Fucking clown show. I'm out of here. Speaking of clown show, we are
7: dropping like crazy. My apologies. Uh, we are connected to the No Agenda stream. And you can go to listen.noagenda.stream, I think. Um, mm-hmm. If you experience interruptions, in uh, my apologies, I'm not sure what's, what's up with that uh yeah listen like that's
8: been happening the last couple of shows i wonder what's up with the bts stream what you doing bts stream
7: yeah i don't know um that's listen.noagendastream.com slash no agenda and thank you to sir ryan Bemrose for allowing us the uh the honor to, to take up this time slot on your monday evenings nights
8: indeed always thank you thank you bam dog thank you ryan appreciate it if you want to check out that tarot card,
7: Lavish has a big, beautiful picture of it at the top of our show notes, which are over at Zososcorner.substack.com. corner dot We got all sorts of artwork and pictures and tarot cards and links, memes, memes of so many memes. And this and of course, all the references for
8: everything we're going to talk about today.
7: all of the references. You know, uh, I'm finally at a point where I feel like our incessant need to archive everything and save it is, is starting to come back. And it tastes really good. I was on an episode <laughs> of Abs in a Six Pack with Surcer Sir Seat Sitter this previous or past Wednesday. And we did a Dude. whole episode on birds are fake. And first off, I love that guy. I had a blast. He's great. It is so much to do a, uh, a so much fun to do a back and forth clip show with that guy, and uh, he had actually brought up a incident going down in Tennessee where, um, essentially, state officials were practicing in the open fields doctrine and saying like, "Well, you know, you got this big open uh, space of land. It's not really in view of anything naughty at your house." We're just going to walk up onto your property and place cameras. And if you fuck with the cameras, then we're going to put you in jail. And uh, nice. we had covered that way back when Meet Us was on, I think, 74. Only nerds know what verbs are. And um, <laughs> yeah, we had, I had clips pertaining to that guy from about a year ago. It, was, it felt good to be like, oh, yeah, what episode is that? And look back through the archive, aha, uh-huh, and check the folder. Oh, yeah, that, that's the clips. And just, boom, we, we rehash the whole series of them. Felt yeah. Good. Felt good, man.
8: You had it in the, in the pile. I know, I love it. it even, even aside from the archives, I find all the time, if I ever am talking about our show, people will say, oh my god, you have to hear this thing they were talking about, uh, Monsanto. Or, oh, you gotta see this thing they were talking about, uh, you know, whatever. Fucking fake bees, fake birds, whatever doesn't matter whatever somebody brings up we've talked about it and we've done an episode on it oh have you heard of this jack parsons guy like oh you yeah you have no idea <laughs> you go listen to my show
7: <laughs> yeah we, we we brought a resident expert the good reverend dr pfeiffer of love on. Mm-hmm.
0: dr love
7: <laughs> um so yeah the uh <laughs> and i also had the honor to make up Probably one of my all-time favorite pieces of GIF art for Sir Sir Seat Sitter for that episode. Yes, it did involve rotoscoping pigeons for this artwork, and
8: I couldn't be happier with it. <laughs> the artwork is hilarious. <laughs> I love how the the little pigeon like walks across the bee and abs. <laughs> yeah, along other things, it's a very funny piece of art. You've yeah. you've done oh, you've outdone yourself again, Booby. <laughs> uh. So
7: yeah, go check that one out. shitmyass.com episode 181
8: Activists. Yeah. I was just thinking today about how I absolutely need to set up this is super lame and nerdy. A D&D campaign with you, Chris, and a couple other people.
7: Oh, I don't think that's nerdy at all. I think that's going to be the I think that's going to be the sweet sweet love child between IR cacophony and battle of the douchebags.
8: Yes, yes, and and of course we're going to figure out ways to to get some p P2- 2.0 features in there as well. Mhm. Assuming that we broadcast this and don't just play it. But uh yeah, should be cool. It should be very legal. It actually will be. Yeah, it'll be incredibly legal. It's so fun.
7: Um and you know, we got the show notes. Uh, we do this show every Monday night, starting at, uh, well, we kick the stream on at 7 o'clock Pacific, 9 o'clock Central, 10 o'clock Eastern, and then we kick off the show in the half hour. And if you want to tune in live, you can go over to badradio.live. We got a link to the live stream. There's a link to the chat room, IRC.zernode.net, hashtag green, green room, all sorts of amazing folks that hang out with us every week when we do this show live. Uh, But most importantly, the coolest way to listen to this show is by using a podcast in 2.0 app.
8: Yeah, you're missing a lot of content here that we put up with no paywall, zero paywall. Everything is available absolutely free of cost. And uh, if you go to, of course, also our show notes at zososcorner.substack.com, you can also find a link there to nudepodcastapps.com where you can find all kinds of Uh, brand spanking new, shiny, bleeding edge uh, podcast apps, Podcasting 2.0 compliant, of course. And if you listen to our show on that, well, then you'll see as you listen to the show that there are several chapters in each show, and each chapter has its own hand-curated piece of art. A lot of the time, it's a moving uh, piece of art, a GIF, as as the kids say. And uh, there is Brand new, fresh art made for every single show, and every single chapter. Uh, no other show, I think, in the world. I, I honestly think no other show in the world does that. There are, sh- <laughs> there are certain shows that do new art, new uh, you know show art every every week, but we do new show art and we do new chapters art every single week. No Unbelievable. Only, no one is foolish enough. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> would be dumb enough to do that. But guess what we are? Oh, these fucking clowns.
7: <laughs> this, is, this is the way it shakes out. So without ever really discussing it between you and myself, we don't do any paywalls. We don't do any advertisements. We don't do any commercials. What we do do is sit here and record a show and we gather our notes and clips and the gags and all of the sound effects and the music. We, we we gather that up every week, and we bring it and we present it for you, and we put it out there and hope that you enjoy it. And if you do enjoy it, turn around and help uh, help make this the show that you want to hear. Send us stuff; it's super yeah. easy to do.
8: I mean, I don't know if you listen, if anybody listens to podcasts, will know the ads are rampant. Anytime I listen to anything, the ads are rampant. We don't have any ads. We have no stupid reads. And if you are listening to an ad, if you hear an advertisement during this show, then somebody is not paying us money. <laughs> Kill that podcast app. Kill that podcast app. Get out of there. It's foolish. Seek help.
7: Mm-hmm. The um
8: oh, and the other
7: point that I was thinking is that we spend what three to five hours every Monday night after the show producing the the second 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 half of material.
8: <laughs> yes, yes, we um, put a lot of love into the post production. It's true.
7: That's where. That's where our quote unquote paywall is. It's just on a different app, a, a new podcasting app. Mm-hmm. You just don't have to pay for it like you would Patreon or uh, locals, or I can't think of the other, whatever that Dick Masterson one that he's all jitty about. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, And just to reiterate, sometimes it sounds like I'm saying
3: nudepodcastapps.com. Yes, nudepodcastapps.com.
8: Yes, new newpodcastapps.com. Yes. There are a lot of good ones out there. Curiocaster, Podverse, Fountain. Check them out. See what you think. And Very, very cool.
7: Those apps allow you to send micropayments of Bitcoin on the Lightning Network, network, aka Boostergrams. And we have a couple uh, that have already come in for tonight. We had uh, Make Heroism and Servo already. <laughs> I don't know if we read his message, but he said, I can't help it. This is my goat.
8: <laughs> there you go. There are many
7: like it, but this one's mine. And I'm, I'm seeing that he's boosting the live tag through Podverse. Podverse is one, and CurioCaster is another one. The only two, except for maybe Podcast Attic. I, I can't test it because I don't have Android. Um, but if you get those and you subscribe to the show there, every Monday night, you'll have a, you'll have a live notification that these shows are uh, our show, other shows on the No Agenda stream, uh, that they're live. Well, excuse me, Podverse is the only one that will give you the notifications, but you can listen live in Karyocaster.
8: Yes, because we do this show live every Monday night. This isn't a pre-recorded show. We do this live. We have a chat room. There are people chatting with us right now. Uh, there are people that are sending in these boosts, uh, these, these, tr- these Bitcoin payments. And the, the goat that you just heard being sewed back together and restored with uh, hemoglobin. <laughs> is that, is that and, the right word? And, and super glue. And superglue, was Bully Steed. So, Bully Steed sent us 9,999 Satoshis, which are tiny little bits of Bitcoin. And she says, Put this in your Eight of Cups. When she sends that via Fountain, she sends this little message and uh, it triggers the, the sound on the show. So, it's, it's an interactive experience. If you get the new podcast app, then you can slaughter goats, you can zap camps, you can rack lines. There's a there's a litany of things that you can do. You can get Jim Jones or Alex Jones or or any of the Joneses to get to get gone. There's lots of stuff. Oh, you're right. We should find some Brian Jones next. Brian Jones? Yeah. There we go. Uh Brian Jones is one of my favorites. That guy just fucking <laughs> was also, a bottle rocket of a human being. I'm
7: I'm curious, Bully Steed, are since the blood is back in the goat, do we use the goat as the cup? Cuz I'm also okay with that
8: mm the, the goat is the cup, Yeah. yes, yeah, that checks out, okay, okay, well, nice. I'm gonna name him eight, and I'm gonna send him right to the back of the line. There you go, buddy.
7: um, we got thirty three thirty three from Bully Steed right around the beginning of the show, saying, level up, number one, get behind the schemes get it and th- and that one was a through Fountain. uh, we had five thirty three from Widow Garrett. She said, at Booberry, Mothman, and at Lavish, what a great pre-show mix. So much great music to be found here on the No Agenda universe.
8: Thank you, Widow Garrett. It's nice to hear from you. Hope you're very well.
7: Yes, thank you. We appreciate that. Um, I try not to pick stuff willy-nilly. I try to have some sort of loosely connected theme, uh, whether it's related to the show
8: at hand or not. Oh, we take our music very seriously. I do, and Booberry does. When, whenever him or I are doing our mixes, you know, we're, it's uh, it's important to have good music. Yeah, there's got to be a way to make
7: boostable mixtapes,
8: <laughs> physical oh God.
7: physical tapes.
8: Actually, makes my head hurt. But yes, probably. I've got a
7: I've got a massive trip to the post office store coming up, coming up soon. I'm going to mail stuff to you. I'm going to mail stuff to Adam and Dave. I'm going to mail cassettes to Midnight Mike. I'm
8: very excited about that. Mm. Oh, boobs, send me a cassette, would you? Oh, yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yes. Oh, yeah. I'm going to bust out my old radio. (laughs) You have no idea how long.
7: (laughs) Coming up on 100 episodes. Oh, my God. Your 100th episode anniversary
8: is coming up soon. Uh, yes, it is. If this is 135, yeah, the 137 would be my 100 episode. My goodness, 100 episodes, 100 weeks of being behind the schemes, 100,
7: 100 weeks of lavish's buttery voice. Mm. You know, I like to butter. Uh, we had 10 10 sets from C dubs, uh, using Boost CLI, and he, ha- he actually has an announcement. This was a part two. Um, the first boost was for twenty one thirty three, and he said BoostBot is now on Noster. And uh, the second second boostergram there actually included the link, and I have not had a chance to check this out. Um, but there it is in the chat room if you want to check it out.
8: Noster, no, to- totally Noster, bro, <laughs> Noster, <laughs> barely oh, Noster. I like This this is very cool. I do hardly know her, but now I'm getting to know her. This is very sweet. Um, you know,
7: I've I barely played around with this platform. I'm still not like most things, not sure (laughs) with what's going on. But uh, I'll just keep throwing myself at it hard enough until something sticks. I suppose that's what you do best, man. Yeah, that's what you got to do. You got to. Gotta. Uh, so, thank you for that. Uh, and there is a, if you're on the Fediverse, uh, not only should you sign up at Spook.social, get yourself a Fediverse account, but um, C Dubs does maintain a boost bot that will sit there and relay boostergrams from a whole litany of shows uh, there on the Fediverse. It's It's a really good way to know if. You forgot what day it was and what time it was, and it was one of your favorite shows live because Boospot's gonna remind you.
8: Yeah. Or or discover new shows. Oh that magic D word. Which is so hard to do in a consistent and cool way.
7: Yeah, without just
8: Without just going to like, you know, the top ten most shield podcasts on X app, whatever is out there, Spotify, mm-hmm. etc. Uh, Etc. Go back. What did you wait? Wait. Say etc. Again. Etc. 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 I like that. I like that. It must be a regional dialect. Excelsior. Because it's never, you know, as a guy who's from the South who lives in Minnesota, I have to say you have a very neutral accent. You don't sound like much of either, and so when you do have a little regional thing come through, I'm like, oh, there it is.
7: It's a, it's a defense mechanism I've crafted over the years, so in, when, not if, but when I have to bug out, I can blend in anywhere. <laughs> nah, I mean. <laughs> Undercover boobs. <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, we had a 1,000 sat boost from Servo, say, in test. I'm wondering if that was his first Podverse boost. Mm. Uh, we had 1,11 from Uza through Fountain. Uh, boost in episode 134, the old yellow book, and he said, Fountain is indeed very buggy. I like it, but I just stick to it in hopes that it gets better. Besides crashing and whatever, I get shown all the time that I am earning sats, but nothing is added. My mobile data is being used anyway, so someone uh, so someone else is getting my quote earned sats. The last two days, I couldn't even donate.
1: Donate.
7: And he's got a little booster. Boost emoticon. They. I shouldn't say. I should. I shouldn't
8: gender. I'm sorry. They have a little boost. G has a boost. So thank you, G Thanks to Shim got that ghost emoji. Yo. To they. They you. Or you.
7: Wait. Oh wait. Whoa 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 Who do you think you are, Adam Curry? Uh. I don't know. This past week.
8: Yeah, yeah, I was. It was fun. That was funny. Um, I will say I agree. I'm in the same boat about Fountain. I'm I'm just waiting for them to sort it out because I know that there's a lot of very smart people that are working on it. And I figure if I just stick around long enough, eventually these things will resolve themselves.
7: And it's... You know, I get it. The um, Fountain was the... I got in there pretty hard when it first dropped, so... And that was way, way, way before... They
8: started adding all of the like earn Satoshis and all that. Yeah. Um, to me, that's a, still a new feature. The fact that you like get paid to listen to podcasts is very interesting.
7: Yeah. And they definitely changed it up. I mean, they were trying to do all the multipliers based off of how many clips, how many comments. Yeah. Um, they turned it into like a video game, which, which is a good
8: idea. Yeah.
7: I mean, that, that totally like I know XP weekend. That, yeah. There's people that. Are into that very much so um i just I don't ever have the attention span for it <laughs> uh, and I
8: especially don't uh
7: but you know i always I remember playing with the like transcription stuff, trying to um or I shouldn't say transcription, but the uh the clips because uh, we were really wanting to try and like merge the misinformed nation show and fountain. Uh, just because Fountain was out there first with uh, playing with clips pretty hard. Mhm.
8: Yeah, they had the great clip features and the, and as you said the transcripts. Yeah, it's really nice. It's a good app. And I, you know, Oscar definitely does everything he can to make it as much as it can be. Works very hard on it. So,
7: no doubt. And I, uh, you know, I, I, I still I still think I still think it's got the it's got the the look
8: and feel of something I, that's going to take off. Um. Indeed. I think, as I've said before on the show, the biggest hurdle that this whole thing has to overcome is accessibility. You need to be able to have normies be able to do it easily. And the day that that is figured out, the day that they get that to work, I mean, that's always the problem with tech. Steve Jobs became a fucking billionaire basically through that. How do we make this really difficult technology accessible and available and desirable? to a massive audience you know what i mean mm-hmm. i do know what you mean yeah it'll come oh it, it it'll it come i'm gonna come i'm gonna come i'm gonna come do you have that clip by the way that trump clip or i, I the, don't I mean, that's the, fine yeah.
7: there are there are very few uh clips that i have that other people also have
8: oh uh, i see Yes, yes. I and we don't do a lot of Donald J. Trump on this show, let's be real. Yeah. I do have, uh, maybe, actually, hmm, I will,
7: uh, I, I do have this one. How much you want for your pot? <laughs> that one was it's free. free. <laughs> yeah. It's free done. <laughs> Take it. <laughs> Take it. Uh, uh,
8: anyway, uh, do we have any other uh, Booster Grims? Yes, we had three
7: thirty-three from altar underscore Rain saying thirty-three miles from Spokane while rambling the beautiful Columbia Plateau. Time to boost. Heyo. Oh, Spokane! I have a whole slew of thirty-five millimeter uh photog- or I guess photos um, from Spokane. I was running around taking care of, or taking pictures like a maniac
8: because it's a nice town.
7: It is. It's very nice
8: very lovely, very green, very active for some obscure town like that. It's very cool. Spokane. Yep.
7: The Spokane. The venue was walking distance to the hotel, and you would walk the water and kind of like a nature trail up there and down and around to the to the venue. It was cool, nice. man. Nice. Yeah. And actually I was wearing a, my I forget the name of the local, but I was wearing my uh super ratty, tatty, battle damaged uh Yahtzee, uh, Spokane hoodie the other day. Uh huh. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I mean, that thing is falling apart. The the actual cuff is almost disconnected from the rest of the jacket. Mm. Spokane, I Spokane. Yahtzee
8: sweater. I might. have it's like, a, it's like a card game.
7: Uh huh. And I think that... Uh, oh, actually, I cannot forget this last one. Uh, we had one last one from Pfeiffer6666. Pfeiffer,
8: Reverend Dr. Love.
7: And he said, I dedicate this goat to the gods of low plumbing repair bills. A Amen. Hmm.
8: You know they say death and taxes? They should say death, taxes, and uh, plumbing bills. I wondered, did this come in...
7: Before the end of the last episode? I don't remember. Should we kill a goat just in case? Sure. (laughs) Ooh. K.O. I know. It feels so... Like, that Louisville slugger. That's a weapon of war. You step out
8: into the stadium... mm. And you turn your hat backwards, it's over, dude. Yeah, you spit that huge... (laughs) You spit that huge wad of BACA yeah. on the ground. Huge, huge wad of chew. Huge, the big chief, the good stuff. Yeah, disgusting.
7: Uh, but yes, if you want to get in on that action, nude podcast apps is where you're going to want to go. Get yourself one of those apps. If you want to see the rest of the audio boostergrams or the gamatria boost that we wrote up, there's like, there's got to be close to two hundred different ways of interacting with this show via Bitcoin by now. It's close. It might not be over two hundred, but
8: it's very close. It's getting it's getting there.
7: Yeah. And uh definitely go out there and support a value for value production tonight. Do it. You have to.
4: Oh, can I have sex with you?
7: Your your doggy daddy
4: is Back what you are and to the left. Back and to the left.
7: It feels good.
2: Do a commercial, you're off the artistic roll call. Every word you say is suspect. You're a corporate whore, and uh, end of
7: story. Put are your 3D glasses now. You're needed. It's always
4: made to be needed.
5: That's what I call value.
7: I. I, I stepped on my own clip. I didn't even get a chance to practice
4: earlier. <laughs> your, your doggy daddy is what you are. <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh, can I have sex with you?
4: Your, your doggy daddy is what you are. <laughs> <laughs> Back and to the left.
8: Podcasting 69.0. Oh, my goodness.
7: Mm.
0: I just got boosted.
7: Um, 612. 263 7999 is that telephone number that you can call. Leave yourself a scream out. It's the easiest way to produce tonight's
8: episode. That's uh, right. We want to hear from you. 612 263 7999.
7: Give us a call. And uh, what do you think this first caller has got to say?
8: I haven't the slightest or foggiest.
7: We shall find out.
4: To the Jehovah's Witness or the Mormons, I'm not sure who these Christian individuals are, but they came by today to preach the good word of the Lord and make sure my my soul will be saved, and I'm doing all that I can to repent. But they started talking to me. They've been sharing scripture every time they come by. It's good conversation. It's fun. Especially like today, when the scripture that they decided to share made it sound like they were talking about zombie Jesus. Now, I'm not going to hate on these people for preaching the good word of the resurrection, but after they said, whatever catchphrase they said, they were adamant that everything was going to get resurrected and everything was going to be fine, and all I heard was zombie Jesus. And towards the end of the conversation, this is where it gets weird, they might even be CIA or something, but they were pushing me, they're kind of like, you haven't been to the website yet, you haven't... Signed onto the website yet to go read the Bible. I'm sitting there going, what kind of deep state operation is this? But I do know one thing. If the resurrection does happen, that means hell is full. And the dead will walk the earth. You'll probably hear me go <laughs> Oh
8: man, me too.
7: That's spooky oh my. stuff.
8: Spooky stuff caller. Ugh. Zombie Jesus an old and cold idea that never I, I never shake him he's always there zombie jesus um
7: i don't i mean what do you have an immediate takeaway from uh from this call i mean we, uh, there's a lot to to digest there's we have the religious folks would you folks.
8: use would it be like a silver sword to fight the dead if they walk the earth again on judgment day oh um, i don't silver bullets perhaps this
7: is way too technical of a topic to get in the way. This is that it what I really, would ask the
8: Pope if I ever met the Pope. I'd be like s- Pope, silver bullets.
7: So if we're dealing with your traditional run of the meal reanimated flesh, uh, in theory or hypothetically, all you would need to do is sever the spinal cord and remove the jaw for extra security, uh, destroy the brain if you, if you're working with something supernatural in nature uh silver's probably going to be a safe bet salt salt is a very uh, sh- uh powerful cleanser purifier
8: salty uh, uh there's a I don't know about removing the head just just cutting the head clean off well some
7: uh okay so yes for most vampires you can um, you can destroy uh, well, excuse me let, me, let me back up you can destroy some vampires by removing said head but I want to say that there's variations out there where that is not effective I just wish I could remember the context
8: if, if it w- did work like let's say 90% of the time it worked to remove the head, you'd be freaked out as shit that one time where you cut someone's head off and it just didn't work and the head starts rolling around trying to bite you. That would be a bad situation. That would, be, that would catch me unawares, you know? I'd have, to, I'd have to resort to fire or something. Obviously, fire cleanses all. Private browsing in the chat says, Silver's for monsters. Steel is for men and beasts. I, I believe that's just Witcher logic. I don't know <laughs> if, that's, uh, if that applies. Wahoo! <laughs> Ooh! Bully steed, Diamond Dave us. In the midst of our philosophy, that's 7777SATS saying sword is the multi-tool um. via fountain. A sword
7: is a very effective multi-tool. Indeed. Uh, this is I, I have uh, two.
8: <laughs> it's in the literature. Read it, people. Yeah. I was showing someone my sword the other day, Booberry.
7: Oh, my. How'd yeah. that go? Uh, it went well. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Very yeah good. it's
8: a it's a it's a a rapier it's a it's about oh i would say two three pounds <laughs> uh, it's uh it will murder you it can murder you
7: like this oh, oh. <laughs> I
8: don't know what that was <laughs> that that was <laughs> <laughs> none of these are fencing noises uh, uh this is all but super smash this is super smash Brothers sword sounds <laughs> ooh that oh, one's okay. pretty good. Yeah. That's a good one. Strong. That's very Nintendo-y sword slash.
7: Strong sword smack. It's my special move. <laughs>
8: <laughs> Boobs, use your special move. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh,
7: yeah. It's a very incredibly... Uh, ooh, rapid sword swish. Oh, that's not very... That was that's, one. A, that's a
8: quick one. That's meant to be played like in succession.
7: Oh yeah. Oh, boop, boop,
8: oh, oh, oh. Oh, like uh Oh. Uh, exactly. That's not, exactly
7: not not the good board. Not the good board. This is the good board for that. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Servo
8: ass, coily. <laughs> so the orgy's <Orphi's> oh. off.
7: <laughs> I man, your sword knows so many tricks. <laughs> that's what they tell me god they
8: send send your sword off to swordy boot camp <laughs> hey i didn't go to sword medical school to be called mister
1: <laughs>
8: that's dr sword <laughs> to you dr sword <laughs> oh my goodness we're off the rails
7: yeah we i don't even know where we are we should we should just roll some die and get straight into it
8: yeah let's do it
7: uh what's uh you want to you want to
8: you, I you write picked uh, this week uh, you, you, uh, what strikes your heart six
7: sided we're going to do six sided uh, closest to 3 we'll go first okie dokes
8: servo the orgy's on
6: So
7: the orgy's off. I think that's what he was asking.
8: Mm, what's that from? I don't know. I think he sent it to me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it was right before Servo looked a, a woman in the eye and said, yes, go home. <laughs> oh, it's from Futurama. Got it. It's Amy from Futurama. What's this for N- New
7: Orleans orgy organizers regret lacks. What?
8: Oh my goodness.
7: I want to come back and check this mystery clip out.
8: <laughs> that servo always sending us dirty clips. Uh, speaking of dirty clips, I got a two. Ah, I got a one. Oh, uh. ah, by nose. The fuck? I never get one of those when I win.
7: <laughs> well, go to mix.
8: I need <laughs> to go get myself a goddamn soundboard right now I'll be right back <laughs> Fucking uh, thing sucks
1: Fucking thing
8: sucks Fuck it, we'll do it live Well, let's do it live uh, what, what has caught your interest this week, my friend?
7: Mm.
1: This is a fucking podcast You're listening to on the internet
7: And uh, that being said we do maintain our own Mastodon account on the Fediverse, and on said Fediverse, uh, there was an article that came to my attention via NoBeray. Uh, what do you know about animal sacrifice?
8: Uh, More than the average person.
7: Ah, oh, yes. Uh, well, in the sleepy little town of Hamtrack,
8: H-A-N-T-R-A-M-C-K. In Hamtrak yeah, Hamtrack. We? That's not the link I'm looking for. The
7: this was in Michigan. Uh, it's it was up on the ballot. Now I will I will not uh, bury the lead here. The decisions have already been made. Uh, and to uh, in what regard were those decisions relating animal sacrifices? Hmm. There was contention between the Islamic community and neighbors, uh, between their right to practice animal uh, ritualistic sacrifices in honor of uh, specific holidays on their personal property, i.e., in their house, i.e., in their backyard, so on and so forth. And there was, uh, there was some hullabaloo over this. Originally, the city council was going to like try and levy fines on them. And 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 uh, make them say like, or make them call a week ahead of time and be like, oh, you're going to be sacrificing an animal. Uh, well, let me get you form 3321B.
8: Yeah. Give them the, the British treatment. Oi, you got a goat slaying license? Yeah. <laughs> let me see your license. Oh, you got to have a license to do that.
7: And uh, well, let me, um, I have a clip. I only have two clips for tonight about this. Um, this particular clip comes from, uh, I think it was a Fox news or channel or something dumb. This is actually from before, uh, the decisions were made by the council. Uh, but we can hear what some of the arguments for and against this practice are in this community. Good
9: evening city council mayor.
8: I'm disappointed that the
7: animals, not that one this one.
8: Residents and community members mostly of the Muslim faith spoke out on a newly proposed city measure that would allow for the sacrifice of animals as part of religious rituals if passed. City leaders got an earful from both sides on the issue.
1: Don't prevent people from uh, letting them practice their religious freedom. People have been doing it for decades and there is no harm has been done.
9: I am disappointed that the animal slaughter in regards to the animal ordinance is still an issue and being
6: discussed. Their proposal, up for a vote, requires anyone wishing to conduct an animal sacrifice for religious purposes
8: to notify the city at least one week prior to the date of the slaughter. They have to give the exact date and time of the animal sacrifice and must allow the city to inspect the ritual site to make sure the area was cleaned and sanitized properly. The sacrificer also has to pay a fee to cover the inspection. Violators will face big fines. Do you
9: honestly think that the residents are going to contact the city clerk's office to schedule the animal slaughter or that the city has enough manpower to inspect post-sacrifices
4: for compliances. I never seen any mess and whoever talking then I have no proof of mess and and hygiene. This is part of our religion to be clean. Ah yeah so
7: the decision was made eventually by the city council to not levy any of these fines or uh fees, you know, making them pay for the inspector to come out and check out their home. Did you clean up after yourself? I know you've only been practicing this for thousands of years, but we, the city of Hamfuck, Michigan, uh, (laughs) will be the arbiters to decide if you're clean or not. And there at the end, like, the guy, uh, uh, in a nutshell, says, you know, it's kind of in our religion to be cleanly, so... (laughs) What are y'all trying to say? That we're just gonna, like... Um, <laughs> just like eviscerate animals in the backyards and watching entrails flow forward everywhere blood will line the streets of ham fuck everybody will be sticky shoed on their way into work
8: this uh this town this ham track ham fuck town is it a suburb of Detroit
7: uh I, I do not have that information on hand
8: because I'm looking at it. I just looked up the town. I wanted to see if this was, like, a rural area or not. And uh, from what I can tell, I think it's a, an actual suburb of Detroit. Um, and if that's the case, then that's wild. But I don't think that's – well, let's see. Wayne County, Patrick, maybe it is? Yeah. Uh, so these guys are, are pulling this shit off, like, a couple miles away from downtown Detroit is the idea. Mm-hmm. Okay, I because if they were out in the middle of nowhere in Michigan, I figured this wouldn't be a big deal. You know, you slaughter your chickens in peace. You don't have a whole lot of neighbors that are close by, right? Right. So you got a you got a situation where these guys are are doing this what like in apartments and small houses in downtown Detroit.
7: Wow. The, the uh I do have some quick facts about the actual town. Uh... This, uh, this city actually features one of the highest percentage of Muslim residents in the United States and is one of the most densely populated cities in Michigan. Uh, the city council is the first in the United States of an all-Muslim background, uh, all-practicing uh, Muslims. Um, and generally, most of them were in favor of the practice. Uh, the neighbors were the ones that were really pissed about this. Sure, concerns raised about blood and entrails being visible everywhere, throats being slit in the backyard, so on and so forth, uh, sanitation Where do you problems. Where think
8: the meat comes from, you jackasses?
7: Um, the mayor, Mayor Hassan, stated at one point uh, that the city would not blow up with the nasty blood contamination. I figured if people were really that upset about it, they could probably be wearing a mask and be okay. Um, I do have, uh, we were kind of dropping out there in the stream back and forth,
8: um, and they have a Muslim American city council, completely mm-hmm. Muslim American city. Wow. That's so cool and interesting and different.
7: The uh, In the video, one of the people standing up and talking out against this practice, uh, they didn't mention their name. Um, so I can only describe them as a um, person with pink hair. And glasses, mm-hmm. uh, they were making they were making arguments against that practice in the in the name of uh, animal cruelty, um not being able to clean up after yourselves, so on and so forth. And I actually did. I was so amused by the outrage that i I had to go and get the full clip. That's what kind of show we are. If the news pulls out two seconds of something on the internet and puts it in one of their newscasts. We're going to go out and we're going to find the whole thing. Are you you ready to hear what this pink-haired person has to say against this practice? Unfortunately, yes. I will preface this by the audio kind of blows right here at the very beginning, but it does settle down. Uh, So here we are. Good evening,
9: City Council Mayor. I am disappointed that the animal slaughter in regards to the animal ordinance is still an issue and being discussed. Do you honestly think that the residents are going to contact the city clerk's office to schedule the animal slaughter, or that the city has enough manpower?
7: Whoa. Whoa. Let's Uh, back it there. It's person power? Yeah. Thank you very much. (laughs) Check your privilege.
9: To expect post-sacrifices for compliances. I seriously doubt the clerk will be notified. For some slaughter, maybe. I
7: mean, everybody's too shifty. They can't be trusted to reach out to their local governments
9: perhaps but not all of them because I guarantee when word gets out that religious slaughter is finally allowed no one is going to give a damn
7: that's also a fun fact Uh, ritualistic animal sacrifice is recognized as a religious right by the supreme court (laughs) just in in case you're wondering oh I I got more about that
9: And notifying the city Especially the ones, unfortunately, who do not have English speaking skills. Do you think that the residents know the difference between safe, sane, and humane slaughter from abuse <laughs> or suffering of the animal? Racist. No, it's not safe or sane or humane because basements,
7: but effective,
9: or kitchens <laughs> or backyards Every are same. not suitable places for live animal slaughter. There are businesses within the city that provides
7: live, halal, and... Uh, now, now we care about small business. I mean, I, I shouldn't assume one way or another what this person's feelings on the lockdowns were, uh, but let it be stated that there was a greater percentage of people in favor of keeping small businesses shut in order to protect everybody uh, from the ravages of COVID. Just wanted mm-hmm. to th- throw that out there. I'll take that back just a beat
9: that provide live halal animal slaughter, including the Eastern Market. So it's perfectly okay to take away business from these people who are supporting their families and serving customers. These people! It's been stated on social media that New York provides religious animal slaughter. Well, the New York City Council has 51 members for each district, several committees and subcommittees. They have the time and manpower to handle religious slaughter. Our city doesn't, and it's obvious that U7 can't even handle the main issues of the city because there are far more bigger and more important things in the city, such as the increase in crime, speeding, reckless driving, our crumbling streets, lack of new businesses or retention. For each new business that opens, one closes. Other city issues, as well as job vacancies in the city administration. Instead of providing resources, programs and servicing to progress this city, we are regressing to a small third-world country. Thank I you, pay Diana. my taxes, I vote for some of you, Thank and I'm disappointed. Do better. Oh, Thank you. Diana. I'm
7: a taxpayer. Thank you. For our
9: Thank you. Uh,
7: don't you know who
8: pays your salary? I am a taxpayer. Lady, we're all taxpayers. You can't use that against literally <laughs> it's, anybody. It's not something to brag about <laughs> I am a water drinker. I drink water. <laughs> I know what it's like.
7: <laughs> oh man. Uh so yeah, in uh nineteen eighty seven. Oh is there anything else that you want to know about this uh particular case? I mean it's uh there's other Orthodox Jews that travel into that city for Yom Kippur uh for chickens uh to get slaughtered by halal butchers and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um mostly it just seems like the city was super nervous about getting the ever-loving shit suit out of him for religious discrimination, which, again, protected by the Supreme Court. Uh, or I shouldn't say protected by the Supreme Court, uh, but protected as a right. Uh, right. Uh,
8: the president was set. The only thing I'd say is it's just an interesting battle between... It's an uh, unstoppable force meets an unmovable object. You have the obvious, like, you can't fuck with religion. And especially something like that, I mean that's just so ancient and so important to so many cultures that you have to have you have to have butchers that can engage in that kind of activity that can get fresh meat and halal and all that can prepare it in house um and then you have the other side, which is like the desensitized modern person who gets their bacon at the store and the pig is. Raised in America, slaughtered in China, butchered in there, shipped to America. Da da da. You know the the <laughs> killing of the animal is just so fucking far removed from these people's lives. You know, despite what I, the fact that they eat cheeseburgers all day, these fat fucks.
7: I would never wish ill karma on somebody, but it would be rather ironic if a three D meat printing processing factory opened up in her backyard. I'm just thinking about that right now. Yeah.
8: Well, uh, that's there, the entre- there's an there, entrepreneurial spirit f- shining through you.
7: Mm-hmm. Um, they also mentioned, uh, <laughs> I wrote the note down as value for value goat dumpsters. Uh, quote, Galeb and Hassan, some of the officials, Hassan's the mayor, uh, said some have uh, proposed donating, donating money to help with the sacrifices. The mayor said a potential donor, donor spoke of spending $1,000 dollars on a large container to dispose of the animal parts that could be placed on a corner at a set time around the holiday. <laughs> wow. <laughs> imagine,
8: now that's service. Imagine leaving that out in fucking August heat. Oh. You know, and your kid climbs into it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, now we have problems. That's funny. That's great. It's you know just- how stoked I'd be if I was walking down the street? And I smelled something funny from the dumpster, and there's just goat carcasses in there. It'd be so cool.
7: From three blocks away. Let's I be realistic.
8: It. Yeah.
7: <laughs> Ooh, okay. Wow. What wow. wow. a journey.
8: Oh, man. Oh, my goodness. Mm. <laughs> What's that smell? Oh, I think this bit of meat right here is actually still good. <laughs> Why waste those seven pounds of meat? <laughs> just a little snack for the road, you know?
2: Uh. yeah. Like, something smells dead. Oh, that's because it's rotting flesh. Oh, let's eat it.
8: <laughs> oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's, hey, Booberry, you're a multi-tool.
7: Uh, hmm. Thanks? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those as above, so below compliments. <laughs>
8: It's a, it's a front-handed compliment. Uh, multifaceted. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of layers. <laughs> a There's lot layers to, to it. A, more,
7: a, lot, uh, a lot to unpack, as they say.
8: <laughs> Indeed.
7: Mm. So the Supreme Court case uh, originated in Halea, Florida, and it actually revolves around some uh, close friends of the show, the Santeria religion.
8: Yeah, as was noted in the chats, I forget who said it, but, no, it was bully Steed. Yeah, Santeria goat and chicken sacrifice occurs in Miami. Nobody gives a, nobody gives a shit.
7: Yeah, all the way back on uh, the Green Room Goat Massacre 122, uh, we discussed uh, headless goats being dumped into the, uh, I forget the name of the river, but it was in Georgia, and people mm-hmm. were coming across these massive mounds of goat carcasses and whatever. Um, let's see, let me get back down. The, uh, the Supreme Court ruled in 1993, the Halea, Florida's ban of animal sacrifice by a local Santeria church was unconstitutional. All nine justices were in agreement on the matter. This ban was originally enacted in 87. Uh, Justice Kennedy at the time stated, the principle that government may not enact laws that suppress religious belief or practice is so well understood that few violations are recorded in our opinions. Uh, the ordinance was passed after plans were announced by the church of Luk- I'm gonna butcher this, Lukumi Babalu I. announced, uh, that's the name of the Santeria church, announced mm-hmm. that they would be building, a worship, uh, building worship centers to practice religious rites, uh, which would also include animal sacrifices. Uh, Kennedy was also quoted saying, The record in this case compels the conclusion that suppression of the central element of the Santeria worship service was the object of the ordinance. Two other justices, uh, Blackmun and O'Connor, said the Constitution was to protect all religious passages and uh, not only from laws that deliberately place special burdens on religious practice, but also from general laws. That place burdens on religion as incidental effect. So if you, um, you know, pass a law saying you can't eat spaghetti, and part of your religion involves eating spaghetti, that pays that places a uh, an incidental effect on the religion. I think this this law stuff is so beyond my <laughs> scope of really
8: like getting a healthy bite on it. Yeah, because law is law. It's it's complicated, and there's it's super nuanced when it, when it comes to this kind of thing, where you're talking about what what law supersedes another, or what what supersedes another, religion being the thing that seems to. It was. It reminds me of COVID when people were trying to get religious exemptions from wearing a mask or vaccinations or vaccination and. In that instance, you had it, you had, you had that sort of like, um, what would you call it? You know, the, just in that moment, that took precedence, not religion, but, but COVID COVID was more important than religion, but in any other given circumstance or in in many other given circumstances, it would be okay. and, And religion would top it out. So there's, there's law, there's the judge, there's, uh, public opinion. I guess public, uh, the public courts. If the if the thing is big enough, but you know, it always comes down to the judge, man. The judge can do whatever they want.
7: Mm-hmm. The judge the is the day, just
8: a person. <laughs> the judge is just a person in a dress, in a very Masonic dress that he or she wears. <laughs> you know, that, that judge, stuff.
7: that judge sitting up there, probably like pees his underwear. Just or hers underwear just a little bit like at least just once a, a week just like, like a power like, move
8: just like just like the rest of us <laughs> just like just a normal guy <laughs> or gal you know what buddy I have entire control over your life right now and I just shit my bridges. <laughs> shit what a, a trust, fucking power move shit't have trusted that one am I right <laughs> yeah anyway I sentence <laughs> you to 15 years of prison oh Pop. my goodness Good La oh. Spunky as hell now change my bucket (laughs) bucket boy bucket boy bucket boy uh my bucket requires cleansing there's my bucket boy bucket boy Uh, i'm sorry i didn't mean to go off the rails there uh yeah Uh, anyway please continue um so both of those
7: uh judges blackmun and o'connor dissented in 1990 Uh, The case was called Employment Division versus Smith, in which the court refused to exempt members of an American Indian religion that used peyote in its central ritual from a state law making criminal any use of peyote and other hallucinogenic drugs. Scalia went on to write laws that happen, and this is the part I just I'm still trying to wrap my head around it. Scalia went on went on to write. Laws that happen to make a religious practice difficult or even impossible are, un, uh, are constitutional as long as they are, quote, neutral and of, quote, general applicability. Blackmon and O'Connor dissented, saying, The First Amendment's protection of religion extends beyond those rare occasions on which government explicitly targets religion or a particular religion for disfavored treatment.
8: So you have a disagreement among justices
7: yeah I guess it's it's really how how do you uh i
8: how, how do you um, how do you declare something religious or not how How generally applicable does a practice have to be to make it religious to make it uh apply to religious exemption uh I think is what their the general argument is here. And it reminds me, so there's a, there's a, uh, I think I've told you about this in the past, but in Oakland, there is a store now that sells psychedelic mushrooms, or maybe they don't sell it, but they, I don't know, they give it away or it's a donation thing, but they've gotten away with that by making themselves a religious organization. They they have declared themselves legally that they are a mushroom-based religion. And because of that, they can operate legally and they can sell, they're the first they're probably the first business in American history to legally, openly sell uh, psilocybin products, psilocybin-based products. Wow. And they did that through religion, through this exact thing that you're talking about. We should start a religion. Uh, yeah. <laughs> totally. Elrond says, that's how you, that you get, you know, he's like, my first house. <laughs> I smell Celtic shenanigans. Celtic <laughs> shenanigans. <laughs>
7: Um, you know, I thought I had had something that examined the, uh, the different ways of viewing this case, but I'm not seeing it in my notes now. So we'll just continue on. Uh, be sure if you want to read more, I got a few things on it there that you can check out. Um, I did stumble across when I was actually trying to find some art <laughs> for this chapter. I found a, uh this weird, crazy article called One Incident of Goat Sacrifice Should Not Keep This Man Out of the United States Senate.
8: Oh, boy. <laughs> you know, you kill one goat.
7: <laughs> you
8: you're a wh- se- senator for 20 years, but you kill one goat. <laughs> uh,
7: the In 2016, there was a Florida Libertarian Senate candidate uh, by of the name... He's
8: libertarian of course he's libertarian of course fucking libertarian Ugh. fucking of course Ugh. what are you the what? democrats have the good sense to do it behind closed doors the libertarians are like look at me please clap <laughs> <laughs> the, those are the republicans yeah oh i'm sorry uh tomato tomato yeah yeah it's true i shouldn't say that that's not true i don't know wings of the same bird
7: mm. In uh, Augustus Sol Invictus. How's that for a name? Mm, uh, it's in Latin for us. Uh, which is translated to Majestic Unconquered sun." Ah. Wow. He changed his name to that. Um, this dude, Senate candidate, Libertarian party, admitted to drinking goat's blood for a ritual to the god of the wilderness. Uh, funny enough, this article said <laughs> they, don't, they do not write it like this anymore. Look, if we limit eligibility for public office to people who haven't sacrificed a goat and drunk its blood in a pagan ritual to thank the god of the wilderness, we are forced to consider people like Ted Cruz and Donald Trump. <laughs> this is pre-2016, or er, a uh, uh, pre-election.
8: <laughs> you said just what I said, the Democratic Party, uh. this is what they do. They drink goat's blood and fuck pig heads for breakfast.
7: Uh, quote, we need men who, and this is the author writing some uh, opinion piece from the Washington Post. Uh, quote, we need men who, when they kill a goat and drink its blood after sacrificing it in a pagan ritual, will step right up and admit it. We need, in a word, men like Augustus Sol Invictus. Um,
8: We need honesty in politics.
7: What? Well, I wouldn't get, I wouldn't put the cart too far ahead of the horse because this guy's a little on the problematic side. Um <laughs> Florida libertarians were complaining at the time that he's giving the quote move I'm adding quotes there the movement a bad name and trying to bring neo nazis into the party um continuing with her quote but look I just am really impressed by his honesty on the goat thing <laughs> I don't think you can say stuff like that anymore uh <laughs> neo nazis but really impressed by his
8: honesty in the same sentence wow Bold. Bold choice. It's a very 2020s thing to say.
7: The, uh, we got, um, what else is she going to say? Neo-Nazis.
8: What the fuck is even a neo-Nazi? Give me a break.
7: Well, so the ADL, actually, uh, I'm sorry, Southern Law Poverty Center has a write-up on them, and that's what the Wikipedia pulls from. Wikipedia is what everybody else goes to to write their articles. I went and checked out the Southern Law Poverty article on him. They say, yeah, he's a uh what they say it was a Holocaust denier and a whole litany of of charges, but zero
8: does he deny the Holocaust or does he just question the numbers? He's
7: that's, that's,
8: I mean, they're not going to tell you that there on the on the article, but uh but, but, but.
7: Uh, I had I it know. somewhere. I can I can come back and look.
8: There are people that just question it, the number.
7: It's uh, in the Wikipedia. What he yeah. said. Uh, but my issue with the Southern Law of Poverty is, you know, if this is, if if it's out there, link it, provide the the evidence, the context. Like I. I
8: oh, that's no, no, no. We don't do that anymore. Yeah, <laughs> that's not how that works. That's not. No, we don't need to do that. Uh, Bully Steed says Southern Poverty Law equals ADL equals Zionist.
7: I just finished uh, the the most recent MoFax episode. Very interesting stuff.
8: Oh, I'm behind. I haven't listened to 88 or 89. I've been very naughty.
7: Naughty boy. Naughty, naughty, naughty
8: boy. Naughty Naughty. boy. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I'm so sorry. Yes. 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 I've been busy eating snacks. blood pudding. Yeah,
7: <laughs> mm,
8: uh, sausage and beans. Oh yeah. Uh, delicious.
2: Delicious.
7: Delicious. Uh I was playing
8: around with that.
2: Delicious. Delicious. Uh, delicious.
7: I got to figure out the right. rhythm there.
8: It's almost saying dildo.
7: I Del- delicious.
8: <laughs> almost.
7: Almost.
8: Uh hilariously
7: enough. Same author had this sentence in the article, quote, David, David Cameron had that hashtag pig gate. One day no. you're fucking a
8: pig head at college and the next you're the prime minister of England. And nothing. Now
7: for once there's a politician willing to disclose all of his pagan sacrifices and animal husbandry failures. <laughs>
8: uh Yep. If your British prime minister can do it, then we can do it too. We can do it. Yes, we can. Boobery wants some action. Bring me that pig head.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm gonna do
8: it. Let's oh, do that it. reminds me. Shout out to Larry. Larry Blydner. Mm. I, I, I just want to give a shout out to Larry Blydner. He's the man. He uh, is the man. It's just so great. It's so great to hear him on Mondays, on Monday mornings. Uh, Planet Rage. Good stuff.
7: Yeah. And in case you didn't know what that guy sounds like. How did America get so stupid? Mm-hmm. Oh, I know how. Marxist shitbags. <laughs> uh the people's people. Oh goodness. Um now I do have uh this is an old uh way back machine slash archived on the website now. Um uh some of the talking points from said Augustus, Soul Invictus. We don't have to chew too heavy into this. Uh, One of the things that Wikipedia and the SCLU, is that the acronym? One of the things that they pointed out as to why this guy is a racist and a neo-Nazi, one of his tenets for when he gets elected, uh, (laughs) number 13, tell me what movie this makes you think of, Territorial Reparations Paid to All Living Descendants of Slavery that Took Place on U.S. Soil. The territory shall not be landlocked and shall be a large enough body of land to sustain the new settler population. The newly established territory shall no, no longer be a part of the United States or subject to its laws or protections.
8: He's trying to give sovereign land to descendants of slavery, to ADOS people? Is that, is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. He's trying to like basically make like Native American reservations for black people?
7: Well, it wouldn't be a reservation because it would not be, I guess, under the jurisdiction of the United States. It would, I guess, it would. Well, be-
8: that's what the, the, the sovereign land that the, oh, that the Native right. Americans get have that distinction. They are not of the American government, so they they have all kinds of privileges. Uh, they can <laughs> privileges, assuming that there's a contract, which there is. Even though it is a sovereign nation, it still only exists because of a contract uh, with the American government. But uh, that is an interesting—that is an interesting offer for reparation. Usually, when people talk about reparations for Ados, they're talking about a financial one. They're talking about giving money to people, mm-hmm. uh, but to actually make a sovereign nation for Ados—that is—that is actually hilarious and, and a great idea. I mean, not a great idea to actually implement, but it's—it's it's a funny idea to think about.
7: And I, I know that there was. Uh at least one maybe two different groups that were actively looking at trying to buy parcels of land and break off and form their own country so i, I don't They've i have been
8: trying to do that since since this country started so Sorry. why you know why is <laughs> why is this racist i don't
7: understand <laughs>
8: explain yeah, don't this to it's, me it it will definitely smells of uh like uh during the civil war there were a lot of movements that were trying to send black people back to africa Oh,
7: no, Lincoln.
8: Lincoln, specifically, yeah. Lincoln, you know, had it in his pocket. That was one of the things that he considered, was sending free slaves back to Africa. And depending on your perspective, you could call that racist. You could call that, you know, unreasonable, not pragmatic, not realistic. Honestly, it it,
7: sounds like, I'm just spitballing here, it sounds like this guy would want to break off a handful of states and turn them over to the territorial reparation program whatever he called it. Mhm.
8: Well the, the yeah what land would it be? Don't know. New York. I mean, fucking <laughs> out there in the the fucking dry lands of Wyoming. I mean where where are you going to go?
7: Well, it would need water. It would need to be connected either uh Pacific or Atlantic. <laughs>
8: Coastal real estate? Good luck. (laughs) Good fucking luck, buddy.
7: Uh, He had some other interesting points. No congressman shall earn a salary higher than an average private currently serving in the military. A private? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Go on. I like that one a lot. Uh no That's co- funny. They may not serve more than twelve years. Uh no congressman should be grandfathered in.
8: No more than twelve years is a great fucking rule and they should absolutely implement it. Yeah.
7: Uh congressman making backdoor deals. What was the with, last
8: one you said? Sorry, after twelve so,
7: uh no one should be grandfathered in, no congressman.
8: Okay, good one.
7: Uh congressmen making backdoor deals with corporations or foreign governments to pad their salaries or or prepare for the Private sector after their terms in public office will be tried for treason.
8: Wow! Good luck with that one.
7: Yep, uh, that's everybody. Yeah, some of the other stuff that he gets dinged on by um, Wikipedia. He's got repeal the fourteenth, fifteenth, nineteenth, and Civil Rights Act of sixty four. Mm-hmm. Um, he's talking about uh, like the first four or five points is all just immigration stuff. Um. Mm-hmm.
8: So that's why they're calling him a racist, because all of this policy has to do with minorities. Uh, yeah. Or a lot of it has to do with yeah. minorities.
7: Build a wall, loss of citizenship to all children of illegal aliens and their progeny, dating back to the Hart-Celler Immigration Act of 65, um, immediate deportation, and a revocation of citizenship for all who harbor or employ illegals. Uh, illegal aliens, Wow. Seems okay. kind of harsh. Yeah, <laughs> including good. mayors of sanctuary cities. We're going to war, boys. <laughs> A little militant. Yeah. Oh yeah. This whole his whole fucking website. all just spread eagle, literally spread eagles, with the with the whole um, uh, with the Roman wreaths.
8: Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, tapping into that energy, are we? Oh yeah. Very American as well.
7: Um, so, I mean, I just, I thought the, uh, the territorial, territorial reparations was definitely interesting and definite big shout out to no congressman. Uh, yeah, I, I definitely agree with that one. No congressman shall earn a salary higher than the average private.
8: Than <laughs> an average private is funny. Yeah, uh, that's good. Which, that, it's not a lot of money, so.
7: No, it's uh, not. Not at
8: all. Uh, I, I mean. <laughs> Quote, I would, unquote, oh no. I would raise it up to you know maybe captain or something, but okay, sure, yeah, not to be unreasonable.
7: The um, that same author, the one that was uh doing the write up about Augustus here, also writes about the goat war. <laughs> this is such a like wacky and nonsensical article, uh, parody almost. Uh, but she does. Quotes from the men who stare at goats, and this is kind of a to be
1: mm. continued.
7: Uh, because apparently there was some sort of spider goat program in the works where they were trying to develop silk made from goats. Okay, I i know
8: about <laughs> <Well, laughs> their butts. I'm, I'm gonna have to, <laughs> I gotta poke around a little more. I, I don't know, <laughs> I think they did a little poking around too. I, I don't
7: understand. Um, where's that quote here? I know uh, that the
8: Men Who Stare at Goats is based on some real wacky-tacky government experiments that they were trying out. Mostly involving, like, uh, telekinesis and and testing psychic abilities.
7: Well, here we go. Uh, from the Men Who Stare at Goats, it was apparently determined within special forces that it was just about impossible to form an emotional bond with a goat. In fact, according to People for the uh, Eating Tasty Animals... Goats have historically made up an unusually large percentage of the estimated million animals on the receiving end of covert experiments within the army. Most, really. uh, most goat-related military activity remains highly classified, but from time to time, some details have leaked out when an atomic bomb was detonated in the sky near Bikini Atoll in the South Pacific of 46. Most of the 4,000 animals that had been dispatched by the military to float around underneath the explosion on a boat known as the Atomic Ark
8: were goats. What
7: the fuck?
8: Wow. (laughs) So that's not a mass goat sacrifice? Dude, that's...
7: Take me on the Atomic Ark. Please. The Atomic
8: Ark. That's a great fucking band name. I'm putting that in the band name list. Yes. Uh...
7: They wanted to see how the animals would fare with the fallout. Um, oh God. They fared badly. Additionally, no, several, you don't say. <laughs> several thousand goats were currently being transformed on an Air Force base into a weird kind of goat slash spider hybrid. And um, I, she says that this was to produce a kind of goat based spider silk that would be versatile and handy for bulletproof vests.
8: <laughs> you know these people have a hard on for spider silk. You know how you always see guys that say, "You know, spider silk is stronger than steel at a at a relative ratio." And if we could create a thick da 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 silk, hmm, right the government would just love that, wouldn't they?
0: Here comes the money.
8: Here we go. Money Here we go. Talk.
7: Them goat spider printer go go. <laughs> did that? Did that thing just hiss at me?
8: God! do you squirt your silk at me, goat? Kill it with fire!
7: Yeah. I just I'm sitting here racking this thing. I'm gonna fucking... incendiary
8: rounds. Yeah, you gotta you gotta unleash that bad boy.
7: Uh maybe later. Maybe later. I might. You promise? Yeah, I promise. I promise. Um, that I'm gonna. That's that's it for the goat stuff. Everything else that I do have, it's really just more of a show and tell. Um, I think it's uh, one of these is definitely worth coming back to, in the guise of potential inspiration for future pieces of show art. And what this is is a uh, just a smorgasbord of '90s punk flyers.
8: These are cool.
7: Yeah, there's a I picked out some of the ones that stood out. To me, the I mean that list, you just scroll and scroll and scroll and scroll. There's so many of them. Um, the
8: OJ one, the Clinton one, they're yeah. all so good.
7: There's a there's a Ruby, Jack Ruby one. Uh, there's mm. Oswald getting shot and got that like loud and proud Beatles. at the top.
8: Oh yeah, yeah. Patsy, the Patsy poster and then you also have the of course the uh, duck smoking a cigarette. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Offspring played that show. That's cool. <laughs> Offspring, yeah, that's cool.
7: That's a funny image. I can go, you think this looks silly? Hell yeah. <laughs> um, so you know, I thought this would be a fun little, um, little reserve to come back to if uh, you know, I ever wanted to get into the game of making flyers like this. I don't know.
8: No, oh, this is great inspiration. We're always pulling inspiration from all kinds of different. Art, all kinds of different things throughout the years, but definitely punk posters, no doubt about that. You and I both like this shit, man. Cocaine, in- nature's way of saying earn more money.
7: Oh, that's uh, <laughs> that's the second part to my show and tell. <laughs> yeah, these are old. Um, these were where did I find these? Uh, Five hundred nine Divine Pines uh, dropped them, and I scooped them up.
8: These uh, are retro, like uh, uh, fucking. <laughs> Medicine labels and stuff like that. Oh, so mu- so
7: much more than medicine labels. Let me sell you on the—I don't want to get the name wrong—the uh, Hooter, <laughs> a miniature uh, co- vacuum
8: um, cocaine consuming device. <laughs> oh my God! It's a coke um. straw that looks like a vacuum. <laughs> I want one. <laughs> I want one. <laughs> Not that I do coca, but man, I would like to have one of those. Gee, Williker, Willikers. Oh my Willikers. goodness! That's Jesus Christ! That's genius! Ah, yeah, this is gonna be.
0: <sighs> <laughs> <sighs> <sighs>
7: oh god! I'm gonna start calling you. Could be, could be Chevy. Not now, Mom. I'm vacuuming my room. <laughs> that shag carpet, you know, you got to get in there deep, <laughs> deep fingers. Uh, I'll be right out, Mom. <sighs> oh, Link. Uh, yeah, I got you a link. Uh, oh, to the actual picture. Oops. Yes, You can do that for you. Uh, wait, is this gonna be a garbage link? You garbage
8: do-
1: link.
7: Garbage link. I barely. <laughs>
8: You know, stupid. you've heard of Link. You've heard of MetaLink. Have you heard of Garbage Link?
7: Uh, the other one that I liked was um, there's one of the uh, of an army bro. First hand report from a first uh, yeah, first hand report from a first class reporter. It's cocaine on every front I've covered with our boys and our allies. Cocaine is always a favorite. Is I think that's Ernie Pyle, yeah, world famous World War correspondent.
8: <laughs> no, you think those O.G. journalists weren't running on that white powder? Come on now. Uh, cocaine makes
7: you feel better for the best of reasons. It's made <laughs> from the world's best cocoa plants. But what's more, cocaine is a serotonin, uh, uh, norad, norif- nephrine. Oh Ugh.
8: wait 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 wait. <laughs> Oh, Peter just racked one, dirty, fucking filthy. Peter had to do it thirty five thousand sets. By the way, thirty five thousand sets via Curiocaster because he just he just wanted to rack a nice white line for himself, real bad. I do cocaine. Oh, you're promoting
4: cocaine use.
6: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You cocaine uh, here's some cocaine pudding. here's some more cocaine pudding. ooh cocaine puddin uh
7: that's why your cocaine really satisfies it's the <laughs> favorite of millions <laughs> <laughs> millions and
8: millions served
7: uh so yeah i thought that was that was definitely uh here's a here's a classic um Cocaine spelled out in the Coca-Cola font for the 1979, the original 1979 cocaine calendar. (laughs)
8: These are beautiful. I need one of these as a poster on my wall. Yeah. It's cocaine. Oh, it's so great. Coco Fernelia. A nice little snow shoveler. 14 karat gold and sterling silver cocaine paraphernalia. I've seen those before. I've seen the little shovels and the little spoons. I've seen them as necklaces. Mm-hmm. People will wear a little uh, gold like, and silver ne- uh, spoon around their neck.
7: Uh, Carrie Fisher, I think, had one that she would
8: carried maybe. Definitely. Definitely. Carrie Fisher, legendary coke fiend. Nope. Stevie Nicks. He had a coke nail in uh uh Return of the uh, Jedi. Return of the Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> True story. You can see it for yourself. Oh, that's so funny.
7: Uh but yeah, that's uh that's it for my show and tell segments. That that, that wraps me. I'm done. I'm out of here.
8: And he's walking. What? The Victor walks away. I had to Bloody go back in victory. <laughs> mom i gotta go vacuum my room (laughs) be right back
7: be right back honey you know i think i'm gonna go vacuum in the neighbor's house too i'm gonna turn it into business can i tell you about my new business actually i'm gonna
8: go yep neighborhood vacuum (laughs) hello how's it going uh dan cola well i think now is as good a time as any to have an inter well we'll have an intermission after we see if we have any nice little screen mail sitting in the pocket Well,
7: we did get a text message in from a texter sending dirty, dirty pictures, texter. Dirty pictures? Dirty pictures. Forward them to me. No, I don't even, like, should I even put this in the chat? I don't know.
8: Well, you don't have to put it in the chat to make sure that you send it to me via cellular phone. (laughs) Let me grab my email. (laughs) Why don't you just print it out and then fax it and then mail it to me? There you go. Uh <laughs> Ooh. oh, a back channel you don't say, yeah yeah I requested it. oh, I got four oh four uh I'll,
7: I'll get i'll I'll get it taken care of for you um, okay. but texter did have an actual message along with pitcher that said, uh what did it say peekaboo onesie late adult Christmas gift, oh my, oh my, oh my goodness, totally oh scandalous, my. there you go.
8: Whoa! Whoa, whoa, whoa! Whoa, 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 whoa! whoa. whoa, whoa sending whoa. us this naughty shit? Eww. Dirty! Oh
7: my goodness! Dirty, Texter! Dirty!
8: I can see all the way to your downtown train station! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! This is awesome. dirty
0: work! It's dirty work! It's dirty! It's
8: yes. dirty! Very cool. dirty! Well, if you want to send us a nasty picture or anything really that you want, you can always, uh... Uh, send it, uh, to us at 612-263-7999, that's 612-263-7999, or 612-263-SEXY, because we're definitely running a porn site over here.
3: Oh, it's my pleasure for calling behind the screens, behind the screens, the esoterica of, uh, your nightmares or dreams or whatever, by the time when you're sleeping. Uh, yeah, so, we got, uh, LaVache and, uh, Blueberry and Mothman of, uh, here's an old balloon from my 18th birthday that's out on the shed that's depleted, obviously, yeah. But, uh, anyway, uh, scream. Uh, yeah, it's a couple of those days, just, uh, you know, day went by, just kind of nonchalant, just did the stuff and the, the stuff at work and gonna go for a run right now and, um, just kind of just going along and you pause a moment kind of like, ah, there's some other stuff I need to get done just personally to, for some personal growth stuff and whatnot. And, uh, got to get that focused or else just another week's going to go by. And you're just kind of like, (laughs) ah, you know, it's just going to turn into a week and month and year, but so, you know, you got to do that stuff, but sometimes you're just got to ride the ride where you're at right now. And then, uh, make, make sure that, uh, you spend the quote downtime focusing on that other thing, so you can you know make make things better, get get more toward where you want to be. So,
7: yeah, mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
3: But that be what it'd be, so, it be. So
7: what it be? What it be? Just mm-hmm. gotta
3: scream some time and you know pop yourself out of a uh, whatever little rut you might be starting to go back toward. So, all right. Well, I love you guys. Die dangerous. And uh you know whether or not you're listening to a podcast or you're recording a podcast you should always yell "Takeo!"
7: Thank you caller. Appreciate that.
8: We always appreciate you calling, and caller.
7: Yeah, and that side of the road can always reach up and grab your tires trying to drag you into that ditch. You got to stay on course.
8: True keep, indeed. Keep that rubber on the asphalt. Mm-hmm. Stay at the helm. Uh, keep Sailing, etc. Man, everybody's off to a rocky start with this 2023. Sorry, C-dubs. C-dubs, I got some person growth for you. C-dubs has some personal growth for you. <laughs>
7: oh, my. Oh, goodness. Since when did this turn into such a dirty show?
8: Since the beginning? Oh, yeah. I feel like it's gotten cleaner.
7: We gotta fix that.
8: <laughs> we f- we're fucking working on it. God damn, steamy oh, show. We're thirty-five. Like one thirty-five is some sort of significance.
0: Yeah,
7: equals uh nine nine. Yeah, which is Three
8: three
7: three. three, three, three. <gasps> and that can only mean that we got special guest Charlie Robinson on next week. Uh, same normal time. He's gonna be joining us for an episode.
8: That's right, Charlie Robinson, uh, of the Macroaggressions podcast, and who wrote a very fantastic book, which the exact title is... The Octopus of Global Control. The Octopus of Global Control, yes, yes. Actually... And a very funny character on Twitter as well. Since I've gotten back on Twitter, I very much enjoyed his uh, activity there. I actually have a
7: copy of it, It something I
8: picked up in 2020. (laughs) Damn. Uh, I haven't we, read it all the way. Do you think I could blast through it in a week?
7: Well, that's the beauty of it. This book is arranged in such a way that it's organized by subject, and a lot of the meat is quotes, and then it's his kind of take on said quotes. I mm-hmm. just turned to a page at random, and uh, I'll read you a quote from the book. Oh, he was, uh, Servo is absolutely right. He also joined us on an episode of uh, Battle of the Douchebags.
8: He certainly did.
7: Uh, But this quote, here we go. Depopulation should be the highest priority of foreign policy towards the third world because the U.S. economy will require large and increasing amounts of minerals from abroad, especially from less developed countries. Who do you think said that? George Bush. Oh, so close. Henry Kissinger.
8: Ah, close (laughs) friend of George Bush. Basically the same guy. Well, you know, that's where talking. George gets his instructions from. Yeah, <laughs> name's called marching orders where I'm from. Yeah, there's a, there's a hierarchy here at place people. Uh, but yeah, Charlie's gonna be on. Looking forward to it. Yeah, that'll be next week. That'll be awesome. It's uh, it'll be good to talk to him again. We're gonna try and talk to him about all kinds of uh, P2.0 business as well as all kinds of uh, some uh, some deep conversations, some excellent topics. I would highly recommend it. Yeah, yeah it's every Monday night.
7: it's definitely my mission to ensure that every future guest is included in all of our value splits.
8: Indeed, the value splits being when you send us a boost or Bitcoin of any nature that is automatically split up between Booberry Berry, myself, and whoever uh, happens to be the guest that week. Mm-hmm. And anybody who donates any Bitcoin uh, to that episode, uh, that person will, in perpetuity, uh, get a split, get a bit of that. So it's a very cool little system that we have in place here. And honestly, I mean,
7: at the risk of selling like a total fruit, I think it's probably one of the most legitimizing aspects of all of this, uh, all of the new tags and everything, the, the ability to program people's cut of the support i mean what's what's not to love about that
8: it's a very dynamic um feature a dynamite feature even
7: i think our value split has raised some eyebrows nothing detrimental by any means just um i just you know that's what i that's what i think we should do with it i think we should you know Cut in people that actively you know are helping with stuff all of the time, like in the in the major regards of like the chapter tool that BIMR has made servo uh c dubs the apps, the podcast mm-hmm. index itself,
8: mhm, yeah, credit where credits due and reward where reward where where reward is due wow say say that five times fast,
7: yeah, no doubt, <laughs> um so yeah, that's I don't know, I just I gotta make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> any route
8: possible just had to get it on Wangro had to get it on
7: uh you got uh this week's intermission lined up for indeed. us
8: indeed uh, so we're going to take a quick uh like 10 13ish minute intermission and then we'll be back with second second half of show so uh please stick around but yeah in the meantime yes i do have i made the intermission tonight uh yeah just I'll, I'll leave it to you to, to discover what I threw in there.
7: All right, can't wait. I'm ex- the tape. I'm excited. it be good.
8: Uh, get your vacuums.
6: to brag. I don't care, but I want you to know double vaxxed booster flu shot. And I'm going to be honest. I have the shingle shot too. And I still get my period. What? Yes. Traveled, went to Mexico twice, did shows, meet and greets, never got COVID. Clearly, Jesus loves me the most. Seriously, so nice, so nice.
4: It's called the Rainbow Road. And you will know when you get there, it's called a road. It's called the Rainbow Road. It is a road that you go. It's a road that you go when you die. It's a road called Rainbow Road. It's a road we're all gonna go. It's a road called Rainbow Road. It's got Princess Peach, Mario, and the Toad. It's a road called Rainbow Road. It's a road we're all gonna go. We'll go. It's Rainbow Road, it's where you go when you die. It's Rainbow Road, I'll
1: miss
0: you again,
1: Uncle. It's Rainbow Road, it's where you
0: go when you die. It's Rainbow Road, I'll miss you again on Rainbow Road.
4: Road. It's called the Rainbow Road. It is a road that you go.
2: We now return
0: to
6: Behind, Behind the Schemes, schemes. starring Booberry berry
2: berry
6: berry berry, 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 Berry and Lavish, 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 Lavish. Welcome
7: back lavish, to second second half of show for episode one thirty five of Behind the
8: Schemes. One thirty five. That is correct. It is January sixteenth, twenty twenty three. It is one minute away from being ten o'clock p.m. here on the bereft Coast, which means it is midnight in the sewer over there. Uh where my man blueberry stays in the miniocalypse. and that means that it is 1 am over there on the east Coast, so good luck with that.
7: <laughs> and I just realized uh I don't have any more of the good incense. I have to pull out of the questionable head shop super chemically tainted shit. No oh, no, I know it's like a it's like a mystery It's gonna be good. uh. Good or now bad? the low grade,
8: <laughs> low grade stuff tonight. See, I like the Nag Champa a lot. That's my usual go-to. Um, so you're talking about drugs, right? Incense. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Literally, that I'm talking sense. about
7: incense. Like, you know, you go and you can see they got the jars of
8: the, they got every flavor of the rainbow at uh, the actual incense store, which is like a Willy Wonka factory of yeah. incense.
7: It's, it's just, I don't know, it smells really uh, chemical.
8: Well, that's no good. Yeah, You don't want that. Made in
7: China. Let's, let's see if this one's any good. Kind of kind of like
8: playing with a, a little bit of Russian roulette. All right. Fingers crossed. Uh, uh, um, every uh, show that we do here is a value for value production. And uh, we don't really have listeners so much as we have producers. People who listen to the show are already producers because they're giving us their time. But those who contribute to the show in any meaningful way are, we'd like to thank them at the beginning of second, second half of show because they are truly the support, the only support that this production gets. As we said, we don't have ads. We don't have corporate sponsorship. And we do that so that we spare you and ourselves from having to read uh, annoying, cringy ads and from having to stifle our conversation or watch what we say. Uh, for fear of losing advertisers. We don't have any of that. Instead, we have Freaks of Hazards. And we have beautiful freaks uh, to thank tonight. Uh, I would like to start off with Coffee Von Dust Bubble. She double scoops us with another $3.33 three dollar and thirty three 33 cent PayPal donation, which I believe is a recurring donation. Thank you very much for your continued support, Coffee. Yes, thank you. Very much appreciated. We have Teehee Make Heroism. <laughs> It's supposed to be like tee tee hee make heroism.
7: <laughs> make uh, heroism. Uh, <laughs> you may have noticed something a little different at the top of the uh, tonight's show with the new opening uh track.
8: Uh yeah. Uh did he make that?
7: That is one of I lost count, but there's a lot. There's over a dozen <laughs> new ones that he's uh that he has submitted.
8: Uh, like songs or actual intros?
7: Like various versions of our intro with different backing tracks and different, different arrangements.
8: That is awesome. I will, Finished products, ready to go. You just pop them in and we have an intro.
7: I, will, uh, I'll, I wanted to surprise you with the first one. I'll send the rest over, over so you can check I, them I, out.
8: <laughs> I was surprised because you would showed me earlier this week your, the intro that you had made. You made a <laughs> yeah. new intro with like the dragon ball z (laughs) video game music or something
1: yeah me and (laughs) make (laughs) we are
7: making new intros at the same time (laughs) yeah we got like like 20 new
8: ones to pull from (laughs) perfect and then finally my ass was like hey man can you send me those files so i can make some too so now everybody's on on board the intro making train so that's good stuff
7: yeah i realized that when I sent those files, it sent the original unedited versions. I've I've doctored them a little bit in the multi track. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that ended up not being the version that I sent. Um, and it was just a few ones. I Like the uh, the behind the schemes there at the end, there's like this little hiss there at the end. I, mean, I kind of.
8: was a little tinkering.
7: Yeah, I kind of tightened it up. Oh, I forget on which version.
8: Fair enough. Uh, Well, thank you very much, Make Heroism, and also Mary-Kate Ultra, uh, by proximity, for doing that and for also running, uh, making t-shirts and and jackets and sweaters and all kinds of cool stuff for us. Uh, The links are, again, in the show notes, zososcorner.substack.com, and you can find uh, that we have a Threadless store. And you can go there and you can get all kinds of really, really great design, things like that, art that has been made in the past, uh, put on T-shirts and just about every article of clothing you can imagine. So that's awesome. We really, really appreciate them. They continue to show us a ton of value all the time, and and they're very, very much appreciated.
7: Yeah, behindtheschemes.threadless.com. That's our website. Or behindtheschemes.shop. Mm-hmm.
8: Mm-hmm. Or zoso'scorner.substack.com if you want to get that link there and all the links to all the other stuff that we got going on.
7: Was there any other? Uh, oh, thank you again to Noberay for the, uh, the 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 story uh, about the goats. Appreciate that. And I think thank that wraps you no up-
8: beret. Always providing a lot of value to the show as well. Thanks, sir. I think that wraps
7: it up for uh, tonight's producers.
8: All right, well, thank you, everybody, so much. Again, Value for Value is the only way to go. It's the only way that we can have this show at all. If we, if we operated under the other system, then this show wouldn't exist. Um, so, thank you so much. Yeah, ooh, Steed said uh, two of her shirts arrived last week. All right. Excellent. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, I was wearing my NPR shirt earlier. Uh, BTS NPR shirt. Uh, there's so many great designs. You got to go check them out. Behind the com, right? Yep. Or is it slash threadless? Okay, yes. Dot. Dot. dot, dot threadless.com.
7: Circle, circle, <laughs> dot,
8: dot. Now you got your cutie shot. Damn. Uh oh. Uh oh. coming in hot. He wants blood. He wants goat. He wants roasted, tasty goat. What I call value. He's gonna spook
3: the
7: herd. <laughs> oh.
8: You waited. Um. <laughs> Sneaky son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, I got a suspicion that Mark. Huh? Um. Oh my uh, goodness. <gasps> That is Pitar, by the way. He, he loves to come in. Oh, yeah. Second, second half of show, he usually likes to slaughter himself <laughs> at least a dozen goats. Should we, should we should we play him back in? I think he's almost done. Oh, okay. Okay. I think, I think he's almost done. Let's see. We got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine goats that I'm counting here. said he had to go chase
7: one down. Come back here, you little son of a bitch.
8: Oh, got him. Got him. <laughs> oh, he got him. Got he Yeah,
7: he he no chance. No chance.
8: You know, they're not sending the best.
5: <laughs> Why? <laughs> We're all gonna die. You know,
8: blah, blah, blah. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Um... Oh, Just more goods. More goods must die. Pile them up. Get them out of here. Oh my goodness gracious, gracious goodness. Yeah. These, these One, goats are no good. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen 10, 11, 12, 13 goats. That's what I'm counting here. Oh. A baker's dozen. Ooh, 14?
0: <laughs> um,
8: <laughs> Beautiful. Just slaughter them, massacre them. They just deserve it. Um, Bloodbath absolutely coats this whole green room i get it every show i get bloat a goat blood in my eyes in my mouth in my ears and i love it i want more i i and Pizza, i gotta i got something a little
7: extra special for you tonight
8: you did it <laughs> congratulations did it. congratulations
7: Let's see if he uh, had any notes associated with those. No, just just nothing but uh,
8: merciless slaughter. He just stares there, mouth closed, eyes open, slaughtering goats. Doesn't say a word. Just comes, takes takes thirteen goats straight to hell, and then disappears into the bush. That's why. You are a beautiful man, and
7: that's why they quiver.
8: Uh, it's the goats fear him.
7: Mostly fear. I think there's a little bit of uh pleasure. I don't know. It's weird. It's harder to it's describe It's like
8: when you know when women write to serial killers uh, romantic letters? Oh yeah. I think that a few of the goats are like, oh my god. Peter mm. <laughs> Really like his style. <laughs> uh yeah. Please, uh, Pitar by the P- way. Wh- Pitar,
7: please tell me that you'll save yourself from me when you finally escape the green room.
8: Oh, Pitar, you're so you're so dangerous. Won't you write me? Uh, every single one of those goats that Pitar slaughtered was 6,666 Satoshis. Again, little bits of Bitcoin that were sent to us via a podcasting 2.0 compliant app. In this case, it was CurioCaster. And uh, for every 6666 66 sets that Pitar sends, he slaughters a goat, damn it. He did it 13, 14 times. What's interesting, Pitar doesn't
7: necessarily seem to favor the baseball bat. Well, I'm gonna have to look into that. I'm curious why. Uh, that's the one that doesn't pop up as often. Oh, hmm. uh, hmm. You know,
8: nothing's more random than nothing's le- less random than true randomness. Oh, that's Wait. uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We made it less <laughs> random so it would appear more random.
7: Um. We also had one come in from Bully Steed uh, about 40 minutes ago. I hope we didn't miss this. It was for uh, 14,732 sets through Fountain. She said, Teddy K. Boost. Here comes the money.
0: Here comes the money.
7: Here comes the money.
0: Here comes the money. <laughs> dollar, dollar.
8: Dollar, dollar. dollar bills, y'all nice bully seed says the bad is crude and inhumane. yes it's much much more humane to slice them with a katana yeah quick and to the point <laughs> and honorable there's most a most importantly a, honorable there's a, there's not
7: much uh honorable behind a, a good bludgeoning no no slow and low yeah it's no good bludgeoning you have to mean it <laughs> you gotta really want it <laughs> I know I know. this special baseball bat takes care of the job in one swing. That's not necessarily true to life.
8: <laughs> That's why my baseball bats, I prefer to have a little something extra in them. Nails, blades, something. You know, it's all about efficacy. Yeah, safe and effective. Mm-hmm. Unsafe and effective.
7: Well, let me check a little screen mail, see if we got any other ones come through. Um, well, we have... We have one. We can do one. We're going to play this one. Are you ready? Go for it.
1: Hello, fellas. Hello. I wanted, just, uh, I wanted to talk to you guys about space. Uh-oh. Because ever since I was a child, I was obsessed with space. I like had you like space? rockets on my, my walls and all that stuff. And I wanted to be an astronaut more than anything. And, of course, never was an astronaut. Um... But, you know, I did, I did go to school and, um, but I got, I got taught, taught uh, calculus by a fellow who was a, a shuttle, shuttle astronaut, a fellow he's he, he, uh, kind of real deal, uh, real cool too. And, but, uh, you know, it just seems like the older I get. The more I think space is fake and gay, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Thank you. Uh, in the green room later, guys.
8: Well, caller, so glad you asked. I'm not sure this is the uh,
7: production <laughs> that uh, should be uh, telling you on the nature of space, but we can confirm that space is indeed
8: fake, very and, fake, and very and gay, very very gay, <laughs> very. Very, very gay. Spag is so fake and so gay that Elon Musk keeps trying to put these penis-shaped things into it called rockets. Yeah, and and the the rocket literally looks like a cock and balls. I mean, how gay can you get?
7: That is, that is Elon's wand. Okay, Mm
8: -hmm. his will. He's making this this you know Skynet. With his fucking little low-orbit satellites, thousands of them that are supposed to be cluttering the sky, I look up and I can't see a one of them. So, fake, gay, agreed, caller. No doubt. It was bad radio. It's good. It's good. Well, if you want to give us another call and ask us more about space, you can give us a call, 612-263-7999. Caller is very right. You know, people want to be astronauts when they're kids. It's it's an engaging career. (laughs) Show me a picture of space. And I'll show you a picture of an astronaut.
7: And every picture I've seen of the planet looks pretty fucking flat to me.
8: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and all of these ancient drawings of the firmament. You know, the, fir- the firmament's not a new idea. I
7: like I like that. You know, I think the firmament is an incredibly romantic concept. And I'm all for it.
8: Yeah. I'm all firm. for it. It's minty.
7: Yeah. What's not to love? It's like a giant... Space water blanket.
8: <laughs> yeah, Earth is like a water bed.
3: Yeah.
7: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what we need for the green room some water beds. Oh, you know it. Just take off your fucking multi tool before you climb into the water bed.
8: What if we filled a water bed with uh, goat blood? <gasps> Stop. Hey, this is, hey, we're just spitballing here. Am I right? Am I right? Am I right? Am I right? Right guy, right guy. I don't think right we now? have. We don't have any other option but to do that. <laughs> you let me know how the rap, you C Dubs in the chat says I thought the Amazon guy had the penis rugged. Amazon guy is a penis. He's a walking penis. Have you seen this guy? And have you seen his logo? The Amazon logo is an actual penis.
7: Oh uh, yeah, Werner <sighs> uh, Von Braun's tombstone, of course, it was a penis. Well, no, nah, he uh he's got the Bible verse that uh mentions the Firmament emblazoned on his tombstone.
8: Oh well that's that's just a coincidence. <laughs> uh no such thing. Wow, that sounds very conspiracy theorist of you. <laughs> are we gonna have a problem? Oh or are we trying have to a solution. Trying to think for yourself again in there. Uh huh. Bernard Bryan was trying to find a solution, a final solution, if you will. Whoa, 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 whoa. Pump the brakes, pump the brakes, eject, eject. Eject, eject, (laughs) abort, abort. Oh, you don't want to get
7: us pulled off. Or maybe you do want to get us pulled off.
8: I mean, it takes a lot to get you uh, off the air these days. It takes quality. It takes you, uh, you know, having a product that people actually want, you know, and that's when they pull you off. And it's when you have a truly piece of garbage- uh, you know, show or something like that—that's on there. That's those are the ones that have the staying power. Those are the ones that make the big bucks. The worse your show is, the more they will promote it. <laughs> yeah, basically,
0: poet, 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 poet.
7: Ah! I never night, got Turbo that after all. Good night, brother. All of these weeks. Good night, Turbo. Uh after all of these never uh all after all of these weeks I never did go pull the bop it scream.
8: That's oh. all right. I can just do it on the spot every time. Oh, there you go. <laughs> pull, it, ah! pull it. Pull
0: it. Pull it. Pull ah!
8: it. Anyway. I don't want to I don't want to scream too much otherwise, you know. It'll affect me. But uh mm don't want that. Fuck you. <laughs> just kidding. I'm, I can't evict myself. <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, any other thoughts on producers, screen mails, anything like that before I get into my material?
7: Uh, just, you know, it's, this is a value for value production. Um, it wasn't our concept, but we'll definitely gladly herald it. It's, uh, it's our preferred way of consuming media ourselves. And I stand behind it.
8: The value for value community is a fleet, if you will, a large fleet of ships, and uh, we, may, we may now be the flagship, but we are indeed captains of our own vessel.
7: Yeah. Oh boy, we don't we even talk about we don't even talk about what goes
8: on below deck. <laughs> oh no, no, we don't. No, 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 no. Yeah, you have to go through an initiation process if you want to know what goes on down there. Shit. Shit. We might need a paywall. <laughs> she <Shit>. is, <laughs> uh, just to keep the feds out. Anyways, uh, what you got? Well, I have. Uh, it's been brought to my attention that there is a new show out uh, that has been making me a lot of stir. And you and I, we don't often go to pop culture stuff. We don't often talk about things like cartoons or comics too much, unless it's very, very cool. Mm -hmm. Or very, very lame, as Mm -hmm. in this instance. And the last time I think we we talked about maybe the Seth Rogen Christmas special, which was terrible, poorly written, and everybody who criticized it was uh, a white supremacist, according to Seth Rogen. So we we have ourselves another example of woke Hollywood coming out swinging, uh, delivering an absolutely lackluster product that uh, defaces a classic, that a beloved classic, uh, Scooby-Doo. I heard that they were making a new series of Scooby-Doo, a modern version, and I, and I thought the worst. And it turns out that uh, apparently this is just like even worse than I thought it was going to be. It's actually everything that I thought it could be, given how bad it could be. Uh, it's HBO's Velma. HBO. uh, Wow. Okay. I did not, I was not aware of that. HBO Max and HBO, you know, they usually crank out bangers. HBO has delivered some of my favorite shows, uh, Boardwalk Empire, Sopranos. There are a lot of great things that HBO produces that I, that I love. True Detective. True Detective. Uh, The Wire to a, to a degree. Um, I believe that Lost might've been an HBO. Uh, ABC it was abc wasn't it nice good call um good memory uh but this this show is called velma it's told from the perspective of velma it's produced by hbo and it's created by mindy kalig who uh, if you recall is the annoying girl from the office uh the uh the south asian indian if you will girl from the office and uh, who also had her own show called the mindy show which came and went. Uh, she is the creator and main writer of this show. And she's coming under fire from all angles, uh, as this is definitely one of the worst written shows released in living memory, and it defaces a beloved classic. It, there's race baiting, race switching, there are just un- unbelievably unlikable characters, awkward sexuality I- interjected in there. And the overall message of this show is just foaming with fucking hatred and insecurity and, uh, and resentment. Uh, whereas the original Scooby-Doo, you know, was a very light, fun-loving sort of cartoon about uh, these young people of different personalities and backgrounds coming together and solving mysteries. And it's kind of a very wholesome thing. And it's about, one of the things that I have always loved about Scooby-Doo is that it teaches you to not take things at face value.
7: Damn which straight. I think is a
8: very, it's a very valuable Thing to learn as a person.
7: Yeah, I mean, so what if it is typically like old white guys behind the mask?
8: Yeah, but uh, a lot of the times the crimes that they're committing in Scooby Doo aren't necessarily violent crimes. There's, uh, aka, you know,
7: victimless crimes.
8: Yeah, they're not victimless, but they're not uh, violent. There's, there's no, there's no one getting killed or, or anything like that. No one getting beaten to death. You know, it's. This spooky ghost is is haunting this uh, circus, or not the circus, but like a, an amusement park that used to be very successful until this ghost came around, and now the sales are down. <laughs> so, then, like Scoops, there's like a whole shipping container full of goat parts. <laughs> Holy Snikes Scoops! <laughs> what are we gonna do with this truckload full of cocaine? <laughs> we're stopping international drug ring raggy <laughs> no. I,
7: I i shouldn't even attempt i i should disclaim uh i was a very big scooby-doo fan as a young child
8: along with my sister so was i mm-hmm. scooby-doo was a, a constant on tv it's i think a lot of people really like scooby-doo it's very simple and fun and and it's and it was on all the time and people loved it. And C Dubs in the chat uh, very appropriately brings up She-Hulk. She Hulk was another show recently that also was just very much in this vein. It was written by there's something going on. They they, they fill these writer rooms with women that are in their like early thirties. These women that have, you know, some accolades under their belt. You know, they've they've worked here, they've worked there with She Hulk. She, the, the head writer of She-Hulk was uh, one of the writers for Rick and Morty and had written, you know, she wrote the Pickle Rick episode. Like there are people that have things under their belt that are impressive on paper, but when you put them at their own devices, when you give them full creative license, then they, they, they tend to interject their own personal lives very heavily into whatever they're producing and she hulk and velma are very much alike in that you have two writers who are very they're full of of i don't know vitriol there's resentment there's anger there's like a, a massive sadness a very pathetic sadness that seeps into all of this dialogue and all of the going-ons of these shows they they put themselves in there and they a lot of their writing is just railing and is angry against these perceived threats that are all around them. Um, I will, I've got a couple clips from Velma here. Of course, you don't take my word for it. Uh, we will listen to, let's see, Velma one.
6: Nice roller bag. You selling Bibles later? Nice outfit. You driving a big rig to Bakersfield later? No dummy. This is a disguise.
7: I'm going to, I have to stop. Yeah. Uh,
8: stop here. Bakersfield, California. I take it. Bakersfield, California, which is uh it's, let's say, 50 to 100 miles north of L.A., and it is a town that gets a lot of shit as being a sort of in-between-duster trucker town. Um, like, it has the same reputation that Fresno has. Only truckers and farmers go through there. But the truth is is that Bakersfield and Fresno both are actually kind of nice towns, uh, and they get a worse rap than they deserve. I'd have to but, dig back
7: through my archives, but we toured through there. And I got a picture of a flyer. <laughs> I guess there's some proud boy fuck face outfit out there where they were threatening uh, to kick any perceived Antifa ass <laughs> that, they, uh, that they encountered. Hmm. This is like 20- very 2019. Too. Pre-COVID. Wow. I know, yeah. Very cool.
8: Yeah. You got to find that. You, you got to post that up. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll look for it. Uh, uh, a little context, though. I, I, I meant to give a little context. Velma herself is voiced by Calig and she has been converted into a, an Indian girl, a Southeastern Asian uh, Indian girl. So there's a lot of uh, race switching. As a matter of fact, the only person of the original gang that's still their original race is Fred. Fred is, is a white, a blonde white guy and he is turned into the joke of this whole show. He's a dumb racist fucking <laughs> psychotic psychopathic yeah, <laughs> fucking loser of a guy and they make him into such he's he's the butt of all the jokes and uh, the first episode is him getting pegged for a murder and uh, and everybody thinks that he's the one that did it there's a point where you know he they make him look like hitler it's just very fucking tacky and velma is an indian a uh, girl and Daphne has been turned into a half Asian, half white girl with red hair, who sells drugs on high school on the high school campus. And this is sort of <laughs> like an origin story for the for the <laughs> Scooby Doo gang. So these are all kids that are in high school. Shaggy has been turned into a black guy, and Scooby is just not even in the show so far. Oh, Scooby has not nice. even made an appearance. So it's all Velma, and Velma's just this angry, sad, fucking snarky know-it-all who just shits on everybody the whole time. And that's all she does. This whole show is just Velma going around and being a bitch. Uh, Please continue the clip.
6: Because what we're doing is
5: illegal. Oh, sorry we can't all make it rain cool shades, El Chapo. You know what? Let's just
6: do this. Don't you want any tips on selling? Mmm, I think I got it.
5: Drugs are like crack to these people. Wow. Drugs here. Get your drugs here. Nark. (coughs) Nark. White girl with too much money. (coughs) White girl with too much money. You don't know me. I'm a white girl who's bored. Let's roll. (laughs) Yeah, go. I don't care. Enjoy your slow descent into organic farming, losers.
8: Hmm. Hilarious. A barrel of laughs.
7: So there was Yeah. You know, I thought okay. I have to apologize. I thought you were fucking with me <laughs> when you said I thought there was like some low-key you know how cartoons will throw in the the jokes there for the adults? Mm-hmm. And it's kinda like this second layer that you don't really understand until you turn a specific eight, Ren and Stimpy, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that's the
8: direction that this was going, but uh, El Chapo, and <laughs> that's funny. I mean, it's, there's some bizarre, very dated references <laughs> that this show makes that only somebody who has been saying the same jokes for 10 years in L.A. would come up with. Yeah. Wow. And again, literally, Daphne is a drug dealer at a high school. And they're selling all kinds of shit. They're not just selling pot. They're selling pills. They're selling all kinds of shit. It's like crack to these people. They're literally selling crack. They've made Daphne sell crack on, on this high, school, And then employ Velma to, to help her out. And Velma just goes around and fucking says just the most unbelievably unfunny shit. If you can please uh, play Velma too. This
2: is crack cocaine.
6: Look, I know you're a genius. Thank you. Who thinks she has everyone pegged? Only because I do. But you might have more success with this if you went in just a little less
5: judgy. Wait, I'm judgy? You would say something like that. You want your mom's cold case file, right? Yes. Fine, I'll try, I'll try. (laughs) You really want to get swole? Try Zoinks. You'll be bouncing your big old man boobs faster than you can say, Who is this for?
4: Yeah, we like the sound of that. What'll it cost?
5: Not much, just your dad's love when you blow at your knee and lose your scholarship. I was being helpful. The sooner he can focus on getting his real estate license, the better. Jeepers raises your dopamine levels, so it will definitely help you memorize your lines. Huzzah! Huzzah!
8: Huzzah! Huzzah! I'm sorry, Velma. I could feel you forcing that.
5: Yeah? You know what else feels forced? Your belief that you're the only one sleeping with the lead.
6: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! Sorry, sorry.
5: (sighs) Okay, you're fired.
6: What? Why?
8: Who edited this together? <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> yeah, these are all straight clips, by the way. Oh no,
7: I I have no doubt. I know it, it's I know. just like, <sighs> and and then I I really I really appreciated the peg joke at the
8: at the beginning. That was funny. <laughs> mm, yeah, there's many peg references. There's a lot of forced sexuality. Uh, no, nothing rapey about that. No, no. And the way that they talk... There's a scene where they talk... I'll get to the scene a little later, but they talk about Fred in a very, like, typical... Like, if men were to talk about a woman in the same way that these girls are talking about Fred in the bathroom, then it would be, there'd be a problem. You wouldn't see it on TV. But because it's women doing it, it's okay. Uh, in this next clip, uh, they're caught uh, selling drugs, and they have a chase scene. And there's one point where Daphne grabs Velma's hand... In order to begin the chase scene uh, down the hallway, and they have a romantic moment. Uh, Daphne grabs on his hand, and they have a lesbian, uh, you know, love moment there. So they're already like putting in this lesbian thing right away. And then as they go down this hallway away from the cops, they are hurting the shit out of all kinds of people along the way. <laughs> It was like, it's hard to show through audio. You got to find the scene. And of course, in the show notes, I have uh, the YouTube videos where you can watch this stuff. But they're just like fucking people up along the way. And I'm wondering to myself, who, why? Like, what, what is funny about you, you losers running down the hall, just like hurting random innocent people? What, what <laughs> like, kind of humor is that? Shoving them down. <laughs> like you know i'm not saying that violence isn't funny in the right context of course it is but but they're just like i don't know it's just so tasteless and tacky Uh, velma 3
6: it's a mob scene here as fred jones arrives for his day in court
7: brock turner anybody
6: come on over here could you risk your career and entire livelihood on the most unlikable defendant since that chimpanzee who ate a woman's face <laughs>
8: because <laughs> what you see is risk, I see as mere child's play.
6: Hello, Flint. What? my name is Fred. What's yours?
7: So, Fred is there.
8: Wow, this is, uh, a lawyer that's representing him, and he's like a Johnny Cochran character. Sorry, I think I gave you the wrong clip. Um, the uh, Fred is is charged with the murder and they're trying to get him out, you know, into the Oh, open. I see. And he has his and his, his representative his lawyer, he dresses him up like this like little uh school child with a lollipop. And is like, would this guy hurt anybody?" And this is the <laughs> this is how they portray Fred.
6: I think I speak for the entire journalistic community when I say don't I feel like an asshole? No way this scrumptious muffin removed those girls' brains. Thanks, news lady. <laughs>
2: No pictures, unless it's in portrait mode. Oh, God, he looks like Hitler. And not just because we compare everyone to Hitler these days.
6: Uh, come on. Freeze! Person in baseball hat, putting drugs in my daughter's locker, and other oompa Loompa person, we know you're the
9: candy
5: man. Linda, you're a cop
8: and this not a teenager, but I
5: love you. What do we do? I can't go to jail. Run. You know I can't. I prefer jail.
8: They touch hands. Oh, yeah. I mean And then the, the the music comes in And the first line is I can be your boyfriend A girl singing that Just it, just the whole thing is, It's just packed It's packed with the kills It's just like okay Okay Okay
7: Okay They are not uh, They are not wasting A single drop of ink In the screenplay
8: No everything's being Every second is being Packed full of the message. Wait, hold on. The message. And
7: dunk so. dunk after dunk. Uh,
8: Velma 4.
5: Well, guess what, Velma? If you want my boyfriend, you can have him. Boyfriend? Oh. You think I want Fred? I mean, sure, if someone was like, want to see a naked picture of Fred, I'd be like, hubba hubba. But I'd say that about anyone. LeBron, Helen Mirren, a
6: mummy. Fred? Naked? Ha! Huh. Hilarious. We've been dating for a year and he still won't even take his pants off. A year? He gay? I haven't heard that rumor. I have heard rumors about other people. Yeah, we've all heard those rumors. Anyway, Fred's so self-conscious about his body, he kicks everyone out of the bathroom at Spooner's Malt Shop when he has to use it. So have fun with that. Wait, the bathroom at Spooner's Malt
5: Shop? Oh
2: my god. Norville! Hey, I was rethinking our friendship this morning, and maybe it's healthier, No time! I... Drive me to Fred's house! I'll get my windbreaker.
7: I'm curious what brought all of these young children to, uh, I guess, the passion of solving mysteries.
8: That's what this show is designed to explain. Big ol' origin story. Norville, by the way, this is another. This is so fucking lame of them. Shaggy, uh, his real name, his legal name is Norville. Shaggy is apparently his nickname. And in this show, they don't call him Shaggy. They call him Norville. Oh. Which I think is just weird. Why would you do that? Just call him Shaggy. (laughs) (laughs) Just quit fucking trying so hard. Just fucking call him Shaggy, would you? Yeah. There's uh, just so much disrespect coming to the to the original series, you know?
7: Let me let me play this clip of the writer's room.
8: Yeah. (laughs) Oh. And did I mention that Norville, Shaggy, is a black man who hates drugs, hates pot, uh, as opposed to the original Shaggy, which was a white dude, who loved drugs, loved pot. Every chance. Not canon, dude. This guy loved drugs so much he would get his dog high, okay? So, pff, fuck off with this shit, okay? Now, now you know, there's a lot of weird lines that Velma says that are they are very bizarre and it just drives even further and further this is this is a weird one film a five
4: why would fred kill brenda just because she photographs him in the bathroom
5: why wouldn't he if i were a rich white dude i'd kill everybody just to get away with it
8: <laughs> no doubt <laughs> imagine imagine if you're a rich white dude you could just go around killing everybody and get away with it if only <sighs> So well, a lot of the criticism that I think the show is getting is, who is this show for, Mindy? Is it for you? Or is it for anyone else other than you? <laughs> uh, it's very, very bizarre. Very, very... Uh, there, there's, a little, there's a little stickiness to it, a little hypocrisy. For, for the record, Mindy Kaling. if anyone doesn't know her background. I'm sure a few people do. She's really well-known for being the annoying girl in the office, and apparently that's just who she is. But she keeps talking about rich people. There's a lot of you know rich white people. Rich white people. Rich white people is her big thing on this show. And when they make fun of Fred or when they take down Fred, that is their main target. They're taking down rich white people. Well, turns out, if you do a little research on Minnie Kellogg, that her father was a well-known architect. Her mother was a doctor, uh, a, high, a highly paid doctor. She was born and raised in Cambridge, Massachusetts, which is a very well-to-do area. She attended Dartmouth College, which is an Ivy League college. And by 19 years old, she was interning for Conan O'Brien, which leads me to believe that she probably had some kind of connections, some Uh, kind of regional connections. Damn.
7: Do we want to hear it one more time?
8: (laughs) Here comes the money. Yeah, here comes the money. That's right. Uh. Callag's a rich girl. She's a rich girl from the East Coast uh, who, when you look at her work experience, she's never held a real job in her life. She said that her worst job experience was as a, as a PA, a production assistant, for crossing over with John Edwards' Psychic Show. At how long did, was she a PA for this man? How long was her worst job experience? Three months. Three months. I've never held a job for three months or less. In my life. Um, So that was apparently just the worst thing that ever ever happened to her was three months doing the psychic show. And by the time she was 25, she was a writer and she was a recurring character on The Office, which was a monumentally popular show. And it made her a a household name in in a way. Mm -hmm. She's a minority stakeholder of a major soccer team. Um, She is a rich person. She always has been a rich person. There's nothing about her that is relatable, really. I mean, in the sense of the middle class, she's, she is a rich white person, in a way, except she's not white. <laughs> but she grew up and went to all the rich white people stuff. She went to fucking Dartmouth, you know? Ain't cheap. Uh, and uh, also, she has two kids. She is uh, two kids with two different fathers whose identities are unknown. She has not disclosed who the two fathers of her two children are. Which I thought was very interesting. Uh, I mean, I, I, I could respect that. I don't... I don't Trying to uh, keep it out of public... Uh, uh, public. Yeah, I understand totally. And it's, and it's absolutely her prerogative to do you know, whatever she wants in that regard. But I thought it was interesting that given how good paparazzi are, mm. and given how many resources there are to find out these sorts of things, that uh, nobody has an inkling.
7: Well, I mean, when you put it like that, it means
8: she's doing a very good job at it. Yeah. And she has the right people. She's hired the right people. It means that she's a very wealthy person and always has been. Uh, so it's really kind of annoying to see her background and, and to see her just like, you know, jump on rich people when she's everything but. Or everything. She's everything that she hates, essentially. Ooh. I'm just checking out the chat here, catching up. <laughs> uh, Shaggy is a mythical creature, a reluctant hero archetype. Shaggy uh, did experience a bit of popularity. I don't know if you saw the Shaggy memes a couple of years ago. Uh, where yeah. they, they made him out to be like a, like an ultimate villain on Dragon Ball Z. Like, oh, you no, haven't it even was, seen 1% it of was, my power it level. It was Ultra Instinct
7: Shaggy. And he showed up at a, at a biker bar and, um, you know, didn't have any bubble gum on him. Mmm. He's all out of bubble gum. Yeah, baby. And he kicked yes. major ass.
0: Ba ba ba
7: ba. Doo 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 ass. Oh, that would be a good uh goat slaughtering tune. <laughs> no to self.
8: Police did brings up a good uh part in the chat. We have the most famous Indian uh wealthy Indian around, Kamala Harris. Current uh Vice president with deep ties to slaveholders. Family was a slaveholding family. Uh, out of Jamaica? Out of Jamaica. Well, one half of her family is Jamaican slave owners, and the other half is the highest caste of the Indian culture. So she's from two different kinds of elitist that are both extremely racist. Both kinds of, of elitism that she comes from are some of the most segregated societies that you could, you could ever think of. She, she is descended from that. And Kamala Harris, apparently, is just the great, you know, whatever. And if anybody listens to her for longer than 30 seconds, you'll know just how smart she is. but uh, Or at least as good at public speaker as she is. She may be very intelligent. I don't want to insult her intelligence necessarily, but God, is she bad at fucking talking. She is so bad at public speaking. She is just the worst. I cannot believe that a politician could be so fucking bad and talking. Everybody, went, you know, during the debates and everything, she it just goes to show that your personality and who you are literally has nothing to do with whether or not you're going to be successful in politics. All that matters is what image you you present. Politics is so much more visual than, uh, than auditory these days, because if you were to just listen to Kamala and Biden all day, you'd know that they're morons. But if you look at them, you go, oh, great, 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 great. Yep. Uh, anyway, let's hear it from the horse's mouth herself. Uh, Mindy goes on the uh, Seth Meyers show and uh, kind of talks about just her, her thought process. You know, you really get to look into the into the mind of the writer if you can play Mindy one. Please
2: welcome back to the show our friend Mindy Kaling.
5: Hi, Hi everyone. <laughs> well, it's great to How see you. Welcome The, the, the so crowd good to goes wild. One clap. This is so nice. It is so nice it's to so have you here. Great to be here.
2: Um, this is very exciting. I this uh, television show takes place the, like right after the movie ends. Yeah, even though the Monsters movie was twenty University, years ago. Monsters yes. University. That's a pretty w- uh, fun okay. way to pick things up.
5: Yeah, I loved the movie. I was obsessed with it. And um, there's no female characters in the first one. Yeah, Wait, that's- no, that's not true what that's not that's a lie that i just you instantly, opened with a lie i instantly thought of two characters i was about to make this big political point about how exciting it was and i can name three characters that are female
2: you've already got up to three you yeah. said zero and then you said two now and now you're up three. to three
5: so um i guess it's not that exciting that i'm in the show it is exciting
2: i think it is still exciting but less exciting i mean certainly i think if we had remembered that thing about
5: why would a person come on a show with a fact that's not correct? just, you know what it was? I wanted to come in and make a statement. Yeah. I wanted to be like, I'm breaking barriers with this show.
8: Thoughts? What? Holy, uh. Holy mackerel. Wow. wow. <laughs> Talk shows, man. Oh, man. That's, uh. So that's her opening swing.
7: And just, just totally biffs it. I mean. Just
8: fucking biffs it. The whole movie is uh, she tries to immediately make it about her being I'm the first woman of color to blah 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 and then she ta- oh wait no I'm not of course you aren't dude like <laughs> what's wrong with you why do you have to make this such a important thing about yourself when it's not it's not like it's not like people people of color or 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 I don't know what you call, I hate people of color because it's just another way of saying colored people uh <laughs> Um, to me, it just sounds like the same fucking thing you know what how, why Because you took the phrase
7: and flipped it around and added an of in there
8: all of a sudden, it's different, <laughs> like I don't get it, and they instigate segre- you know there's always oh, segregation, you know we should have just people of color only companies, which Kanye talked about. He was like, I wanted to make a record label that only had black people and I only hired black people. Guess what? Didn't work out so well. Um, These things, I I don't like it. I just don't like the labeling. I don't like the generalization of people. I'm a a fanatic believer in individualism. I think that your race and your religion and things like that, they, they can have markers on you. They can help shape you. But I think that at the end of the day, you are your own person. You're your own mind. Mm-hmm. And it's there's a, a, a myriad of factors and variables that make you who you are. And to lean on your biological identity as the main anchor of who you are, I think, is just very shallow and, uh, and simple-minded. I think it's just very easy to do. So this girl can go around and just make her whole career and her whole identity about how she has dark skin. And it's... Unfortunately for her, doing the exact opposite thing of what she's trying to accomplish, which is break down barriers to to alleviate tensions, racial tensions, you know, things like that. She does the exact opposite and and makes it all about her. It makes it all about... It just becomes very internal and very weird. Dare you say inflammatory? It is. I mean,
7: she outright admits that she was getting ready to step into a... Uh... I mean, not to sound like a dick, but programming. And she had the script all prepped
8: and in her head and ready to go. Yep. The, the conclusion's already made. And there's no improvisation. There's no, like, being in the moment. She just has what she has in her mind already made up. I'm the first woman of color to ever do anything ever. And I'm breaking barriers. And I'm a hero. And I'm a hero. And I'm a hero. And that's all that you really hear when you listen to this girl, and then when you listen to her through Velma, that's all you hear is "I'm a hero, I'm a hero. You're a loser, you're a dumbass. Just shut the fuck up and let me do my thing, you know, because you're you're an idiot." Uh, play Mindy too.
2: I'm the hero. I think we've all determined that. Pretty much straight up.
1: I'm the hero of this story.
2: I will tell you, sitting here, I was thrilled. Right? I was like, now this is good TV.
5: I was like, I am the first woman of color that's (laughs) ever been in an animated movie or TV show. And it's a lie. It's a lie. It's still special, though, because my character is shaped like a neck pillow.
2: Yeah, that's a first. Yeah. You're the first... You might be the first person human to voice a neck pillow.
5: As a woman of color... (laughs) It's oh, this so is good. Important This is good.
2: Lean into this. To take oh, roles. Oh, this is good.
5: Wear your multiple colors. You produce the Amber Ruffin show. You know what it is. I know is. exactly
2: what it is. Hey,
5: congratulations, by the way.
2: Thank you. I'm the first a white male producer. <laughs> the first one. from the audience. We're just breaking
5: barriers on the show. <laughs> and I, I think the show is so funny.
7: Breaking barriers left and right.
8: <laughs> Dude, I didn't even know there was a fucking audience until they finally laughed at that joke. I heard, I heard you earlier. The crowd goes mild. <laughs> you got
2: one guy clapping in the corner. Um, uh, and then we'll close that with mini three. You, uh, I, you, we were talking about your kids, and I'm wondering, like, did you watch, you strike me as someone who maybe was a little precocious and wasn't, like, watching kids' shows when you were a kid.
5: So when I was a kid, well, first of all, all the shows that I liked, I can't even say I like anymore. Like what? Like I like the Cosby show. No, you can now. He's ding, out. Ding, he's ding, gone. Ding, ding. No, they
2: let him out of jail. He's oh, good.
5: I can. He's, so, he's good yeah, yeah, now. Yeah, he's back in. So he's, everyone likes he him did his again? time.
2: He's back in. Everybody's like, he's great. He's
8: great. Yeah. <laughs> that <laughs> I have to take that back. He's
5: great. He's great. He's
2: great. <laughs> <laughs> he's great. He's great. <laughs>
5: Yeah, <laughs> you're such a good friend. Yeah, Thanks yeah, for yeah. telling me. No, I mean, cool. uh, look,
2: two months ago I'd be like Mindy, but now <laughs>
5: I'm like, out. Yeah, that's good.
2: I believe a hundred percent in our legal system. <laughs> if you're in, you're out. If you're out, you're in.
5: That's really good.
2: Yep.
5: Um, so what? I like. So I used to love the Cosby Show, and then you know as you get more successful and people ask you you have to be like oh no i love pbs frontline <laughs> you have to seem smarter but i you know i like dumb stuff and um but when i i remember though there was a time when i was like 13 14 when i was that nerd that would get remember like premiere magazine yes i was the like same way i mean line. i'm older than you
2: but i think in college yeah when you were that age and i was in college or, or out of college but like i loved reading those magazines
5: and just like i'd go to like the i i went to go see movies like like, I'd go to see the movie um, Kids. Do you remember when that first came yes. out? And that, like, was very hard as a 14-year-old to get into. Or Welcome to the Dollhouse. <laughs> so all this, like, dark stuff. And I just want... I it was just a, i want my kid to just be normal, athletic, popular, and not care about... She, I, a 14-year-old shouldn't be like, I must see the next Todd Solon
0: <laughs> Right, exactly. Right?
5: Like, I want her to be... Yeah, I doing, don't... I'm
2: very... Um...
7: Hmm... Do you, do you think she wants 14-year-olds to see Velma?
8: Yeah. Mm. I think she wants everyone. But she, she goes on a, out to ostracize everybody. There is one. It was very hard to pull clips for this show because it's being released at, right now. And it's through HBO. And so it's difficult to go on YouTube and find a lot of clips. Um, but to, to be able to copy down and to be able to, to present as clips, right? But I've heard a lot of the, the dialogue from this show. And there's there's dialogue that says, you know, there's, a, there's something they say, do you know what 420 means? And Velma says, yeah, 420 is code for dumbass adults who like to watch cartoons. <laughs> Zinger. <was> like, Whoa, <laughs> dude. Like, come on. Like, do you know who the fuck it is that you're trying to, like, make money from? Do you know what it takes to have it, like? Kids watch cartoons, yes, but you're making an adult-themed cartoon where people are dying and you're selling drugs and you're making all these very mature jokes. This, this cartoon is obviously... Any, any marketing guy would know exactly which audience you're going for with a, with a Scooby-Doo reboot. You're targeting people who are adults because adults have loved Scooby-Doo for, for decades. There are people that are 60 years old, 30 years old, and 10 years old who all love Scooby Doo. And you can't just disregard this massive audience, this potential audience that you have with this franchise. And you are absolutely keeping adults in mind and and there's a massive adult cartoon watching audience out there that goes to anime conventions and they're bald and they wear glasses and they drink soy milk and that's fine. You can do that. You know, that if you want to be that person and there are plenty of people out there who, who do that. Mm-hmm. And, and you are an idiot for making fun of those people on the very show that you want them to watch. And and that is what this whole, that's what's most disgusting about this whole thing. And coming from a writing perspective, the, the most egregious thing to me is the writing. Not only are, are these things offensive, not only are these things fucking uh, bumbling, dumbass fucking moves from a conceptual standpoint, but it's just not funny. It's just bad comedy. Just like Seth Rogen, Sarah Silverman, um, the Christmas thing they did, and just like She-Hulk. There's all this messaging, but there's no humor. There's no funniness. There's no laughs. There's no enjoyment. There's no joy in it. There's only vitriol. There is only resentment and hatred and nastiness. And seething. Yeah, and Seething and fucking Cope. Jesus Christ, Cope more, Mindy. Fucking A. And I'm not a big cartoon watcher myself, but from what I hear recently, apparently a bunch of really great cartoons were just canned. Uh, And and the cartoon watching community was in an uproar. And the only ones that withstood the onslaught of all these great cartoons that were canceled is this piece of shit and Big Mouth, which I hear is also fucking garbage. But I haven't seen enough of it to actually make a, a statement on it. I mm,
7: I know someone who's really into it, and that turns me off. If that makes sense, <laughs>
8: <laughs> like the person that's that's into it is not the kind of person you want to hang out with. Or yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And from what I've seen of Big Mouth, it seems like a similar thing. It's like it's very adult. It's it's a show about kids uh, that are yeah, doing Nick very Kroll. adult shit. Nick Kroll and his buddy. Yeah, a couple of Hollywood fucking whatevers, you know. Just just weird, uppity Hollywood shit. It all comes down from the top. And public sentiment, you know, is just, it just matters so very little in comparison to the machine. The machine, my friend, never stops. Um, and people, you know, people at the top, these rich, out-of-touch fucks, this is what they think that people think is funny. Or or insightful.
7: (laughs) So, I I don't remember. It was last week, week before last. Uh, I actually had it stashed away for future intermission material. But uh, found a fan-made internet cartoon of Shaggy on a camping trip. And just this dude's little one-minute, one-second video, I feel like, is uh, (laughs) better captures the spirit of Scooby-Doo as a whole. Uh, Do you want to check it out?
8: Absolutely. I mean, how long is it? One minute. Okay, perfect. The glass was just in the small pocket. I guess it's just gonna be the two of us.
7: This is Shaggy so speaking. With good weather this weekend.
8: Here, let me pack a little Scooby snack. Damn, shit's straight into Draco's tail. I thought it was going to hit Earth. Who are we listening to? Delicate Steve. Delicate Steve? Yeah. I like it. Sire.
2: Did I hear somebody say Scooby Snacks? (laughs)
7: We got a live one. Elma pops out from the tent.
2: <laughs> oh, never,
8: never, no, never, oh, man. <laughs>
7: yeah, it's uh, goofy. It's just Fred and Shaggy sitting there camping, looking up at the stars, sharing There's Scooby snacks, a- uh, Scooby snacks together, because you know they're, it's the gang. mhm. Mm-hmm.
8: There's a Venture Bros episode that they have. It's a one off episode where they pretend to be the gang, and they do it in a very dark way, where Shaggy's like a drug addict. And his dog talks to him and doesn't talk to anybody else. And he thinks he's crazy. <laughs> and the dog's like, shut the fuck up and do what I tell you to do.
7: <laughs> Venture Bros is uh, pretty high on my list of I really want to see.
8: Me too. I, I've watched some episodes, but I've never given it a real watch through. But it's been recommended to me in the past. Um, an actually funny show, believe it or not.
7: Yeah, I'm, anyway, i Anyway, I wanted to just see I was trying to find this uh, recent string of uh, cartoon cancellations. I'd be curious to read more on that.
8: I can't. I, I saw a meme on just today, uh, even uh and again, I don't watch these cartoons, so I don't want to I don't want to make a judgment call on any of them. Um but this caught my attention. The Velma show caught my attention, and once I started watching clips from it, it was even worse than I thought it was going to be. And that is what you see a lot when you go through YouTube and you, and you look at people reviewing it. Everybody does it. And uh, The Critical Drinker as well, which is a favorite of mine. I don't know if you watch The Critical Drinker. Mm-mm. But he is a Scottish uh, guy who does, who does YouTube videos on just popular culture in general. So on movies and, and on cartoons and on anything. And he just rips them to shreds. He's a writer. He's, he's a guy who knows good writing. And, uh, and he, he's got a great take on Velma, and so do a lot of other people. And everybody says the same thing. This is way worse than we thought it was going to be. This is like astoundingly bad. It's impressively bad. Um, and it's just another example, again, of a string. It's not just itself an isolated incident. It's a string of very, very just dense messaging coming from Hollywood, from woke Hollywood where all these good, funny cartoons, you don't even fucking hear about them. You only hear about the stuff that causes a stir that has a negative reaction. And uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, online, uh, Velma has achieved a a new accolade, one that very few uh, can accomplish, one of the lowest-rated shows on Rotten Tomatoes with an astounding 7% rating Mm, from the public. Not bad. (laughs) Not bad. Not bad at all. So anyway, uh, I think that's really all I have to say about Velma. So just, you can watch it if you want, but I wouldn't give it too much more time than that. But if you want to see some hilariously bad writing, uh, you can probably enjoy it for about eight minutes before you decide, hmm, there's literally a billion other things I could be doing with my time that are better than watching the show. Oh, I'm, you know what? Challenge accepted. I'll do it. Huh? You know, you and, I, you and I both, where we get along well is we're both contrarians, you know that? Oh. When someone tells yeah. us to do something, we, we, <laughs> our immediate reaction is, no. Oh.
7: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, about that. Mm. Uh, sorry, gonna do it now. I, I, I simply have to. Mm-hmm. Can't step back. Can't step down. Up and to the right,
8: motherfucker. Up and to the right. <laughs> Down into the right, up into the left, down to the, uh, yeah. Uh, so thanks for for coming to my uh, my rant here, uh, and and Bully Steed is very right. Hollywood, I said I saw Bully Steed in Hollywood, so I almost said Bolly Steed Hollywood is going to lose their ass, to lose their fucking ass. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Uh, I just. I don't know.
7: I'm. I'm at the point. i I'd, I'd rather just watch anime
8: <laughs> dude you know what i mean you know i know anime is cool and all i've never been an anime guy it's true you know what i watch nowadays it's just so sad it's just so pathetic i'll watch like cooking shows mm. i'll watch like iron chef mexico or i'll watch the great british baking show or some bullshit as a, as a background noise because that's literally better than anything else. Like, I don't know what else. Everything else is such ass. Aside from my friend. I have a friend, by the way. Oh, I should, I should say this. This will be my parting thought before I move on for the night. Um, there's a, a Netflix movie that recently came out with Christian Bale called uh, The Pale Blue Eye. Ooh. And a very good friend of mine from college uh, is in that movie and it has a scene with Christian Bale, a very important scene. A big speaking role. So I was very proud of my buddy. My buddy has been living in Hollywood for years, maybe like almost 10 years now, and um, has been living the real Hollywood lifestyle. You know, he's been sleeping on the ground, you know, at his fucking apartment in Hollywood for years and just goes to auditions all day long. He's a real actor, you know? Mm -hmm. And he finally got this big fucking awesome part in Pale Blue Eye. Uh, if anyone sees it, it's the scene. He's the guy. His name is uh, Brennan Keelcook, and he's the guy who discovers the body, and uh, and Christian Bale interrogates him, and uh, and and sees you know asks him what he saw, and they have a scene together, and it's so fucking great, so cool. to see, my actor buddies actually get some real genuine success.
7: That was a uh, pale blue eye.
8: The pale blue eye. Yeah, uh, blue I think I think it's a Netflix production. And uh, and he does great. It's a, it's a great period piece. It's set in 1830s. It's at West Point, uh, upstate New York, the military academy. Oh, United States I, I academy. know West Point, yeah. And he plays a cadet at West Point, uh, 1830, which is, you know, 30-odd 30, 30 years before the Civil War. So it's a very cool thing. It was cool to see my buddy in that. And I see, you know, I just want to give him a shout-out. I'm just very proud. We uh, we went to Cannes together. When I went to Cannes, uh, we, we went to Cannes in this competition that the both of us were in, and we were the only two films from San Francisco. He had his film and I had mine. And we were the only two films from San Francisco that went to Cannes uh, as a part of this competition. So we had a, just a really great time over there. And then we were roommates for a little bit. Um, anyway, I had to give a shout out to my boy. Yeah. Yeah, because that was actually a very enjoyable movie. Uh and Edgar Allan Poe as a cadet. He Edgar Allan Poe was a cadet at West Point and he is a character in this movie. And he's played by the same guy who played uh Harry Potter's cousin, Dudley. <laughs> who was also in uh the Buster Scruggs movie as the the guy who had no arms and legs.
7: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking
8: about now. I with with a, Liam Neeson? Yeah. I see a picture yeah. of him. Checking out the IMDb. He looks just like Poe. So he's a great casting choice. Well, this came out
7: uh, January 6th. Super fresh.
8: Yeah, less than two weeks out the bag. You heard the man. Go out there and so, check it out. And check it, pirate it, though. Don't give Netflix a dime. <laughs> if you don't have a, a Netflix <laughs> account, pirate it. But, but give my boy uh, Brennan some love. Uh, and uh, thank you, Bully Steed. Thank you for, for tuning in live. You know, she says BTS is so tasty live. And if you want to get involved in the live production, which I think is is the superior way, you should probably get into our chat room at hashtag greenroom, which you can find uh, at our show notes page, Zoso's Corner, Z-O-S-O-S Corner, .substack.com. And you can find a link into the chat room, hashtag greenroom at Net. You can tune in every Monday night, because we're live every single Monday night. Uh, and check us out. Be part of the fun.
7: And we don't, uh, we don't have any more screen mails to play us out uh, for tonight, so I think that wraps us up. Like we said, Charlie will be with us next week. Very much looking forward to that. Uh, we, we've, we've been chatting. we got
8: some ideas for, uh, for some material. Uh, I think it'll be good. Mm-hmm. Very excited to have Charlie on. And if you have any questions for Charlie, you can give us a call and ask him at 612-263-7999.
7: Yeah, or boost him in, text him in. Uh, Lots and lots
8: and lots. Uh, Lots and lots. There's so many. (laughs) Send us an email, boo at bindtheschemes.com, lavish at bindtheschemes.com. All kinds of ways to reach us. But, of course, you just give us a call. We're looking forward to it. That's right, we're a value value production, which means that we don't have ads. We don't have any censorship of any kind of any form, and we're live every single Monday night at 7.30 Pacific, 9.30 Central, 10.30 Eastern. Uh, find us at uh, New Podcast App, go to newpodcastapps.com. You can join our Mastodon instance at spook.social, go to spook.social and avoid all that fucking bullshit on Twitter and nonsense, get into it. Uh, shout out again to Hog Story Car Fletcher Thank you so much Thanks to the BEM Dogs Sir Bemrose For putting us on the slot uh, Thanks to No Agenda Thank you to Sir Spencer and DeLorean For being sexy Thanks to everybody mm,
7: Bully Seed's pointing out That uh, The BEM Dogs On the hunt For some uh, Post NA slots
8: mm, Well it's been a while We should uh, Tickle his uh, Tickle his fancy
7: I thought you'd never ask I've been waiting I've been waiting (laughs) I did end up finding those pictures Of Bakersfield by the way I was dropping them in there Oh nice I'll have to swing back and grab them for the show notes
8: Nice There was some spooky stuff in Bakersfield Looking back (laughs) I'm not going to lie Bakersfield is a spooky town
7: spooky town for a spooky guy and until next spooky time
8: I've been Booberry Black Knight
7: of the Mothman
8: and until next time I have been Sir Lavish Knight of the Dirty Sack Delta ooh delicious adios motherfuckers
5: wholesome smut I like
1: that you wanna spook the herd this disney
6: princess
5: is vaccinated oh can i have sex with you
2: it feels good i'll produce their podcast for him. you're
4: needed it's always nice to be needed I always think I know what Behind the Schemes is about, and then I listen to it, and I realize that I'm completely wrong, and they're always talking about something else that's more interesting than what I presume they're talking about. So,
8: yeah, I'm not going to lie. Bakersfield is a spooky town.
7: Spooky town for a spooky guy. And until next spooky time, I've been Booberry, Black Knight of the Mothman.
8: And until next time, I have been Sir Lavish, Knight of the Dirty Sack Delta. Ooh, delicious. Yeah. Adios, motherfuckers.
1: Wholesome smut. I like that. He's gonna spook the herd.
6: This Disney princess is vaccinated. Oh,
5: can I have sex with you?
2: It feels good. I'll produce their podcast for him. You're needed. It's
4: always nice to be needed. I always think I know what Behind the Schemes is about, and then I listen to it, and I realize that I'm completely wrong, and they're always talking about something else that's more interesting than what I presume they're talking
0: about. So.